Let the chaos reign. Chaos Reign presents Jesus Love Whites and Look at Blacks as the Devil. Broadcast October the 6th, 2019. Jesus Christ is here. Introducing the Jesus Christ action figure with walk on water action. Fuck Jesus. Fuck Jesus. Fuck Jesus. Jesus. Those of you who continue to hold on to Jesus or Yeshua, a fictional cartoon character who never existed, felt fear in your heart and spine when you heard, fuck Jesus. This shows the depth of your enslavement. An English word attached to a fictional character struck fear inside of you. You still have a deeply seated insane endearment to a fake God, make-believe cartoon character that was manufactured by the whites and their offspring, our enemies. A character that was and is designed by our enemies to control our spirit, our very thinking, our intentions, and our actions. Obviously, based on your automatic negative and cowardly reaction, your spirit continues to be controlled, to be dominated by the whites and their offspring to the point that your physiological processes are affected. Your heart sunk and fluttered because of your insane belief in this fake character I curse. Some of you who claim to be black nationalists and revolutionaries were scared when you heard Jesus. Fuck Yeshua. You claim to have rejected this fictional character in public, but inside you shake and shiver at the thought of this character being cursed. You still fear this cartoon character. Some of you are foolishly offended. Would you be offended if I said fuck Santa Claus? Fuck the Tooth Fairy? No. Because you don't believe in Santa Claus or the Tooth Fairy, but you believe in the make-believe character Jesus, a character that is just as fake and absolutely no different than Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. Some of you foolishly believe that it is disrespectful to curse a make-believe character. You're hurt. You're dismayed. You're in pain. Wake up. Stop being goddess-damned and goddamned willing slaves unconsciously perpetuating your own spiritual and cultural enslavement. Jesus never existed. Yeshua never existed. Esau never existed. Yeshua ben Pandera never existed. The mention of the name Jesus or Yeshua or Esau as though this character is real is what should make every Afurakani, Afuraikaitni individual feel disrespected. Jesus Yeshua or Isa are not real. These creatures are the result of the Achiwadye Fwok, the whites and their offspring, spirits of disorder, taking perverted fragments, perverted fragments of writings and practices from Afurakanu, Afuraikaitnu, in ancient Knesset and Kemet, ancient Nubia and Egypt, and applying these perverted fragments of our culture sculptures of white males. These white male sculptures were then presented to us as symbols of God. When some of us rejected the white male statues of this fake God, black and brown statues were made of this fake God. Yet even though the black and brown statues were made of the fake God, 
they were and are still statues of a fake God. Those of you who believe that Jesus or Yeshua was black are equally as insane as those who believe this character was white. You are just as foolish as one who would reject the personhood and idea of Santa Claus, yet who would embrace Santa Claus as real as soon as white people, white people, manufactured a black Santa Claus statue. The time has come for you to take responsibility for yourselves as adults and stop behaving as gullible children. Study your ancestral culture and embrace no quade. Embrace truth and reject the lies. Fuck Allah. Fuck Muhammad. Fuck Bilal. None of these characters existed. They are fictional. You willing slaves who believe that you are enlightened because you believe in a manufactured Arabian character, a fake Arabian god, and a mythical Ethiopian slave are just as insane and hypocritical as you recognize the so-called black Christians to be. As so-called Muslims, your spirits are just as enslaved, for you believe in these characters for one reason and one reason alone. White people told you to believe in them, period. You are ready like the willing slaves you are to risk your life and give your life to defend a make-believe Arabian cartoon character called Muhammad, sold to you as a prophet, and a make-believe Arab god called Allah who is non-existent. Pseudo-black nationalists foolishly calling themselves Moors, Sufis, and others claim allegiance to a mythical character named Bilal, not realizing that the whites stuffed this character into their myth in order to brainwash immature blacks to embrace the fake religion of Islam. Study your ancestral culture and embrace no quality. Embrace truth and reject the lies. Fuck Yahweh. Fuck Jehovah. Fuck Jah. Fuck Moses. Fuck Abraham. Fuck Jacob. All of these characters are fictional. Enslaved Afurakandu, Afuraitaiti, search through pages and pages of perverse writings, believing that they are divinely revealed scriptures in order to establish an identity for yourself that is non-existent. You are not Hebrews. There is no such thing as a Hebrew. There was no such individual as Eber. There was no exodus. You have enshrined within your consciousness the most ridiculous of lies, a cultural identity that never existed. You are so enslaved that you would consider this reality to be blasphemous. You are so blind that you do not realize that it is impossible for a non-existent character and a make-believe God to be blasphemed. Fuck David. Fuck Solomon. Fuck Sheba. Fuck Menelik. These characters are fictional. The Achiwadjiwo, the whites and their offspring, marveled at the fact that enslaved Afurakani, Afuraitaiki people go out of their way to identify with anyone and anything else but Afurakani, Afuraitaiki people. All the Achiwadjiwo need to do is to present you with fictional characters and you will attempt to trace your bloodline back to these fictional characters. Wake up! Would you attempt to trace your bloodline back to Chris Kringle, Santa Claus, Barney, Mickey Mouse? There's no difference.
The views expressed on Talk Real Solutions hosted by Tyrone Thompson at TalkRealSolutions.com are the views of Tyrone Thompson and do not reflect the views of TalkRealSolutions.com, YouTube, or etc. The content here belongs to Talk Real Solutions and its many contributors. Views and opinions expressed by all contributors belong to them and not TalkRealSolutions.com or Tyrone Thompson, the host, or etc. All data and information provided on the site is for informational purposes only. Talk Real Solutions makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information on this site and will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its display or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. In the world where there's crime, corruption, violence, rape, murder, death, and all forms of atrocities that plague the world in which we live in today, what you're witnessing, we're living in a state of chaos, and it'll take a greater or much extremer chaos to restore the order in which the world we live in today. Good evening, black people. This is Chaos Anchor here. And tonight, my advisement tonight's show. If you have children, anyone under the age of 15 years old, please put them in bed now. I'll give you a minute before I start the facilities. Or actually before I start with my, my little um, dissertation. And mind you, I'm going to go in. Yes, I have to go in. I have to go. Um... And my, like I said, this is on parental advisory, so you are being warned. There's going to be language that's going to be unsuitable for people tonight. And there's going to be things I might not like. But nonetheless, it has to be said. But before we start, I'd like everybody to go to talkrosus.com. There you'll see the three-point plan for black empowerment, black achievement. And under the three-point plan, you'll see a list of black established banks located here in the United States. Some in the Midwest, some down south, you know. You'll find if you're living around those regions, there is a black established bank where you could start putting your money in into these institutions so we could start, you know, having group economics and start, you know, moving our money so the money could stay in some parts of our community. So some of those black banks are there for that sole purpose. So if you're in town, any city, see if you're near a black bank near you. And the website on Talk Real Solutions will help facilitate the location of these banks. Also on the website, you, you will see the latest articles, news, and events that's on the website, which you can also read and look. And also on the Talk Real Solutions, there is a donation tab where you can donate whatever possible that you see that the show is worth, you could donate into the, um, I guess, um, website as well. Also, you could also find this episode 
and many others on Talk World Solutions on YouTube as well. You can type up Talk World Solutions. You'll see that lion representing Africa as the main logo of Talk World Solutions. It's not hard to see. Okay. And through that, you'll find every episode, including Chaos Reigns, episodes on here, ABC. I believe Howard now does shows here, so you can find some of his episodes. And, you know, all from, if you missed this show, you can catch up onto the, um, what they call it, YouTube page to find and listen to any previous recordings you miss. Mind you, these, some of these um, shows can be lengthy, so, you know, always keep in mind when you go into the YouTube channel, just scroll down and find, you know, the recent show that was uploaded and, you know, go watch on, or actually listen into what was discussed. Also, um, as you know, show TRS is mostly air on the average six to seven days a week. Um, and the Thursday is mostly the piece with Tyron Thompson and his assistant will go over articles, which we call TRS News, and that really goes into what's going on current events. All is being read throughout um not only articles, but websites, so people can know what's going on. The news show that comes on every Thursday at 9 or 9.30 p.m. displays more of that information. So tune in on Thursday, because anything you miss that, if you don't watch TV or anything, usually TRS News is probably the best suit to catch up on current events, like any other outlet. So be on the lookout. Actually, no, don't be on the lookout, but it's there. So, you know, just tune in every Thursday. And number to call in for tonight's show is 712-770-4160. Access code 915-411-POUND. I repeat, 712-770-4160. Access code 915-411-POUND. Now, let me get myself situated. As you know, tonight's subject is titled Chaos Reign Presents Jesus Loves Whites and Looks at Blacks as the Devil. Now that's kind of pushing and kind of hard for people to really understand to think, say, what? Jesus only looks at what we call the Caucasoid as the God or look at to love him but looks at the African male and female as the devil, say it ain't so, chaos. Say it ain't so. Well, listen, you bitches. Yes, it is true. It is true. As much as no one's going to tell you the honest truth, I'm going to have to tell you. I'm going to go in. Are you no good soft-ass niggas tonight? Now, and the reason for this, because there's something that it's always been consistent with us throughout the decades, hell, even centuries. I find that when it comes to any issues that plagues the African community, we have a tendency to not resolve our own problems, not only in-house but globally outside here. And what is evident how the world sees black people as a whole, 
they see black people as a whole as not only cowards, cowards, but pussies. And the most of the biggest of all is the black man. Yes, yes. Not only the black woman, but we're going, we're going for the sake of conversation, we're going to say us men today. Men, yes, yes, we are. And not only we drop the ball, but we are shunned and spit on and looked at as lesser than throughout the world. Now, we could always say that many things play to make this reality with the help of media, propaganda, push the agenda that, you know, black people look at lesser than, they're criminals, they're heathens, they're hooligans, they're very sex crazed. All the above that you see that they quote unquote label not just African Americans here in America, but just globally, what they see black people as entirely. But when it comes to even the, the push propaganda of how we view ourselves and how the side views us, one thing is consistent with what we have continued to do is that when it comes to us as a collective, when we do things in a fucked up way in regards to death, violence, we, at the end of the day, we will inflict that same energy not all, but just enough on, our, on each other with no hesitation. Easy. We do it. And you could constantly know people live in the communities. You see it all the time. But when it comes to people outside, that's not part of community. That's not part of race. That's how they do it to us. Okay. That same energy miraculously dissipates. Like, it's like something just switched in the the Negro psyche, and he gets so passive, so happy, so docile and afraid that he becomes a pussy and just allows what to somebody else that's not part of his race do to him that what his brother and do and let it off the hook. Like, you know. Hell, we even go as far as we reward the so-called non-black person in their attack and possibly the um, killing destruction of black people. We shake their hands. We hug them. You didn't get me? We hug them. And we might blow some kisses. And we, if, if you play your cards right, you might get some dish of food for, with, from a Negro. But the phenomenon and mentality or the mind of the Negro today is very interesting. Now, I might say what caused this in a second, but let's say, for the sake of conversation, because we're going to stay on this type of talking point, that one thing I've no evidence that plays this the most, that's been consistent that why we behave in this passive role, is for this fucking Christianity, this fucking fake Jesus Christ, this fucking fake Allah, this fucking fake Balaam. That's why I have played Crazy Raw early on their um, intro of this show. All these religions that Bapu fall under. One thing is evident with these religions. You black man, black woman, when you take this religion, you become very much like a child, a very soft puppy, docile, all that stuff, all the above. 
you have a sense of morality with this religion. But if your opponent, your opposition, he takes on, he or she takes on the same religion, and they gain power, dominance, and function properly in society, where it is a free-for-all and they could exude their degenerate behaviors, their savage behaviors, not only amongst their own people, but to black people, melanin, dark-skinned people as well. William Pewdie. And I always question, why is this? At much time in my life, I see some things in my life, which is I don't appreciate, I don't agree. But one thing is evident, when it comes to this religion, and I know a lot of people on TRS, I understand why they now succumb to the atheism. Because it is one form, and I don't agree with it, because like all other weapons that's created by any these labels, but I'll say one thing is evident. They'll tell you, say, fuck off with your religion. And I'm not down with your religion. Because I know I take this religion, I become like you. A soft, docile, Negro. I will sit there, believe in a fake cartoon character that's going to come to this guy and fix my problems. No, I have the ability, not the potential, but the ability to fix them myself. That's how I see. That's how I see myself. And this is this is talking about the atheism people, why they succumb to why they succumb to atheism. Hold up. And because of their understanding, and most of you that are atheists, I would say on the record, some have read the book that the religion they follow. Some, not all. And some might have came to realization that the same God that they were worshiping that was indoctrinating them for such a long time has not worked. So when people, and not all, but enough people amongst our race start to get the picture, they find or they take a journey to find answers. Now, as y'all know, we had a person, Mr. Black Jesus Minister, here on a previous show, and they up here having these discussions about this fake-ass Jesus, this whitewash of a Jesus Christ, saying this is a black Jesus, and say that every person that not succumbing and accepting this cartoon character Jesus as black, you're fool yourself. And Thomas said, do not worship nothing that doesn't look like you, which I agree. But here's the biggest problem. Never existed. That motherfucker never existed at all. So no matter how you paint this fictional character, this homosexual character, the second, he never existed. He don't exist at all. Well, you can't tell the average Christian this. Because the average Christian today, they function in society in their life through beliefs that because life might be good or bad to them, 
there's some mystical unseen being, which is mostly the image of their oppressor, which is Caucasoid, Caucasian, European man, is going to look down upon him and have mercy on him and try to get him through his average day. And know say that that same image or that energy that you worship only puts you more in the hole. It does not really fix your problems. It does not liberate. And hell, it doesn't make you function properly in society when shit like this happens to you. Not only to the next person or kin of your race, but someone that's not part of your race do you not only wrong, but just mess with you and F you up. Like I said before, like the title, Jesus loves whites and looks at you blacks as the devil. I'm not lying on that because on the average, the biggest reason why black people still perpetuate and act the way they do towards each other because in their heart they look at and see themselves as the devil. That same fake red homosexual with pitchfork picking you from the underworld while you, they so-called say you will burn in the eternal flame. And when you tell these people, say, have you ever seen a spirit burn? I should ask these dumb fuckers. No. But you believe your spirit will burn in hell. Hmm. And, but you never ask the question, okay, so how does this people that teaches you, preaches to you that you're going to hell, have they been to hell? Have they been to heaven? Because all you really know is you have to sit there and take your own life to see what will happen. Oh, no. A lot of people are not going to do that shit. They're not going to do that shit, though. They're not that stupid. But at the end of the day, wait. All right, I mean, let me just do this. But like I said, overall, when you look at yourself as a lesser being, the only thing you could hang up that, that means whatever you were born into the society, in your heart, you feel the so-called make-believe creator made a mistake and made you come on this planet as a black person, and i.e., black is bad, Black is evil. Black should not exist. All that stuff. So you perpetuate the same sick behavior in your actual life. Where you work, where you function, play, take exercise, sports, all that. You look at yourself as a reflection, as something of evil. And all thing, what you do in regards to that, you have this certain notion that you're evil. You do everything possible to change it. Now, what are the ways we would do to change it? Well, there are many methods. Now, because we have technology and we have advanced surgery, you will see people, most people that are mentally rich, will go and get their skin completely bleached out to be almost white-looking. Oh, well, it gets nicer. They can also now go and get their features changed. 
you see, you hear stories of people that have money, mostly celebrities, or maybe some black people that make a good livable wage or making good money in their work or wherever they're doing. They go under a knife and get their face mutilated, like cutting their broad nose, making the nose thin. They might as even go as far as maybe changing the shape of their lips. And here's a bonus. If you're a woman, you might go as far as maybe dissecting your booty. It could be. But all things that I'm saying, these are things that most of our people, not a lot, but just not many, but just enough, will take the necessary steps to fix themselves. And what I mean fix, because when you look at, if you already have a notion that you are bad, you're evil, and all this because you're black, you will do everything possible to correct this. You will not cuss the creation. And, you know, I find interesting, you know, a lot of black people that are Christians will not say they cuss God and say, why me? But you don't really hear much of that out there word. You know why? Because they can't have, they don't have the balls to say, tell the so-called fake God, fake Jesus, say, fuck you, Jesus, you made me what I am. I'm cursed because you made me lesser so I cannot function in society because the people that run society, I do not look like. So now my plight here in the West or anywhere globally, I am looked at, shamed at, and looked down upon and looked at as something lesser than evil for my abuse, my subjugation, not only physically but systematically. And that's what Negroes are thinking today. That's what they're feeling in their hearts. So instead of cussing the creator or all that stuff, they go in and make the change because they feel in their hearts that they have to correct it. It's not Jesus' power to correct or so-called the God, wherever you want to make believe, they believe in to change it or, you know, cuss them out. They go out their way and physically change it. But that is just what is already going on and what is going to continue, what is even to come down the line. Another thing. I've noticed, and I remember watching a videotape maybe three years ago, maybe four, of the streets of New York by um, Mr. Salnetta. He had three posters hung up against the wall. And he told every person that walked past him on the streets of Harlem, which one is the, the thing that helped inspire your life or your hero, or et cetera? You see the picture in the middle, Jesus Christ, which is a, you know, the European-looking Jesus Christ, no matter if he's black, painted, or whatever. In the middle, you see Marcus Garvey on left-hand side, and you see Malcolm X on the right side. Did you know throughout that whole video clip, and I think the video was like around an hour long, maybe less than an hour, out of the percent of people that pick two people that existed that we've seen in our lifetime or we heard of 
but we, we got actual document records that exist. More than half. Actually, I would say, and I'm being nice, 70%. And this is why I can remember now, so don't quote me wrong, people. They pick the fake Jesus Christ over the two people that did exist and did something for African people. And that test, oh, that test was a testament to show where not only your allegiance is, but who you really look to and worship to see that had a more private to not only yourself, but that made a simple and significant change in the black race. Over 70% of people, one or two Africans that came by, and then, you know, obviously they're going to pick the goddamn fake Jesus Christ, and, you know, Africa has a different problem in themselves. But here in America, but most people that were born in the Senate here in America picked that Jesus Christ before anything else. And it baffles me. No, it didn't baffle me. It was surprising years ago when I saw that. And not surprised. But I'm going to be honest with y'all. There's no way to help in the time we live in today that people feel that they're getting some out of this. That now we look at the 21st century and that we're, we're not in the generation or the first 20 years of the 21st century to always project where are we going with this as people. I've been hearing for some time now that people, young people are starting to wake up and start to draw away from these fake cartoon religions, both Christ, Allah, Bilal, um, even some Rastafarian nonsense, draw away from that too. But I have to think differently. And this is me. I could be wrong because we have over 7 billion people on this earth. More than half is black people. That the major religion that holds the mindset of people is by roughly average over 85 to almost 90% Christianity holds black people in a spell mentally to make them very dumb and docile to others or look at themselves as the greatest evil, as devils. This is the greatest trick bag that's been played amongst black people of all types. And you hear the, always the old quotient or saying, one of the greatest weapons the devil has played that he never, that he never existed. Now, that's a very deep message. I don't know if I said it right, but that's what the message said. That you don't know who really is evil. Y'all should know already because y'all Y'all live around the evil every day. Not just the typical black book, but people that put things in plans, policy, you know, all this worldwide. They don't look like you. But you damn sure give your energy and time and your submission to people that don't look like you to control your ass. In all nine areas, it's not going to change. Your subjugation here in the West, called America, will not change in 2019 and will not change 20 years and maybe 40 years down the line. Whether we see how America is going to look in the next decade or two, that most black people will not get it. 
And I know most people, because to be honest with you, with the thing with the um, Mr. with that case with the that bitch and those the parents that was hugging, kissing the bitch, it was telling the judge of all people go down with her spell book, which we call the Bible. She holds and crests the book, puts it on her lap, and touched her and said, will you pray with me as I put you for many years in jail? Only in America, in the court system, in history, you will see such bullshit like this. Everywhere else you will not see something like this exist. Outside this world, it's worse. It's not anything greater. And the reason why I say it's worse is because outside America, if people really travel, and you know you see the same game being played. Black people hate each other. They fight amongst each other. Hell, they might even go as far as kill each other. But when it comes to other foreigners that come in that look like their oppressor or look like Jesus Christ, they, for some reason, get very so passive, so friendly, so happy, so shaken, shake their hand, hugging, crying. This is a very wicked spell that black people are under right now. And we are living in very much dangerous times as a collective, not just here in America, but as a collective. A lot of people say things happen to black people in America ain't enough and some happens is oh well. No, you have to look at yourself as a collective because it's a reflection of us worldwide. And they always do these terrorist attacks to black people, and they always want to see where is the mindset of this Negro woman and this Negro male, the one that's supposed to impose environment and play as that protection piece. Where are you at, Negro? You are nowhere. And you know I can prove you are nowhere? When other brothers and sisters mention, when we talk about issues, about systematic issues, which is not going to go away, it's not always going to be here, you get in your feelings, you get butthurt, you, you be trying to say it's in the past, get over it and all that stuff. But when they talk about other races of people in regards to the, that bitch, now it becomes a very much greater problem. And I feel like what I mean is this, that you don't talk about certain things, systematic things that happen to you or what caused it and for other people that's amongst your race. Because some of them either they don't want to hear it or they don't want enough to hear about it. And you better not talk about the European woman or that Caucasian woman, the bitch that they love, that most men, not all but quite enough brothers, would die and love to go in bed with. You know, I should call you uh, racial slurs and eventually might possibly kill you. You know, you're fine with that. Matter of fact, since I'm talking about it, I think, this is just me, a lot of black brothers don't mind if they have intercourse with a caucasoid woman or what they call the Becky, and she does what she has been doing in history towards them. They have no problem with that. They're fine with that. But imagine if it was one of their own women. Let's say did the same thing as Becky did. It will be a fit. She'll be called 
a bitch should be labeled everything and be called everything from the what's the word? Called in all sorts of derogatory names beside the good name of the Lord, whatever you want to call it, towards her. But when it comes to this non black woman, this bitch, niggas just have it a switch. So it makes me wonder, not only the, if the representation of who is really beautiful and feminine is not black, but the Caucasoid woman is the so-called black man's kryptonite, especially in America. And outside America, same thing. Because she, like the European man, is second to the look, um, what we call God. They look at these people as gods. I mean, it's funny to find that most black sisters don't like their opposition or their, what they call their um, competitor, the Caucasian woman or Asian woman, whatever you want to call it. But to find some of them that sit there when she gets into a, a fucked up situation, you see them turn so sweet and docile. They'll sit there, look at her, hug her, caress her, dead hair. Yes, her dead hair. Yes. And let's hope it don't smell like dog. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, most of them will probably take some proper conditioning and wash it off, but who knows? They will sit there and play with it. But when it comes to their own sisters in the same situation, it's like they will say in their mindset, well, bitch, I don't have to do with that, bitch. You're on your own, bitch. There's not really a cohesive collective when it comes to us as people when we're we have our issues amongst the collective. We always find something fault and wrong, and once we find something fault and wrong, we will not deal with that black person ever again. It's not only going in personal when we deal with them in, like, friendship or relationship-wise, but also in business. If you do somebody wrong in a black-owned business, they will not spend your money with them again. But they're sure if they got fucked up in uh, Eurocentric or white established business, they'll cuss and go in their mouth, but they'll go back again and spend their money again. Why? Because you submit your will to these other people with no impunity. You will not sit there, bite the hand with feed, and not only you won't bite the hand with feed, but you won't have the balls to sit there and say, I will not spend money on your establishment because you misabuse me, treat and abuse me. Look at the Asian nail and other salons is a good representation of that. So the hell you could let somebody beat your ass with a broom or some other weapon in their establishment, and you go back and go spend your money again like a good-ass slave. Like the quote from the Jews, said black people are like liquid money. They just run. That's right. It's like a, it's like you know, um, ATM machine. The money just spits out. That's where they view black people in America. So people will ask me, chaos. What is the really and truly solution? to all this. 
if people ask me a solution, then you already have lost the race because there are so many solutions in place for the African people here and globally to what they could do to solve the little minor problems and eventually solve the bigger problems. But the problem is if you already look at yourself as lesser than and want to be something that you're not and go as far as destroy yourself because you look at yourself as a representation of the devil, I have no answer for you. And the reason I have no answer for you because at the end of the day, you already look at that you should never have been existent in the first place. So the only thing you could do is, you know, either you make the change to assimilate the best you can in society, or, you know, you just commit your own self-annihilation suicide. And normally, on the average, most black people in this country, they've gone through very worse. And you see, we're still standing here. But other race people, if they suffer the same thing we've gone through, they've been gone already. Okay? They've been a wrap. Because there's no way to help a race people that takes about pressure, abuse, systematically, physically, and all that stuff, and still be around today. The only reason why we're still around is because black people still procreate with each other at a certain percentage rate. But that might soon change in the coming decades, the way how the minds are set up for a lot of people. The docileness, the submission, all what you see above. Some of our children that's adults have not put down religion as fast than the elders have in the past. I remember when um, Lamb had the same discussion with these people on TRS, and he always talked about what the roles of other men, what they should be doing. A lot of men have dropped the ball, and I have to agree on this. Because And the reason why we really dropped the ball is because in our hearts, we feel we have arrived and made it. So there's no need to continue to push on a fight what is really necessary for our own self-preservation and survival. Why bother? Because now that you're integrated into a society, still not looked at as a human at the end of the day, but nonetheless, you're integrated. Now you can sit there, eat at any establishment you want, drink. Hell, you could probably get employment in certain establishments if they hire you, which that is also privatized most business but we're not going to talk about it tonight. Um, also, you could also screw and have sex with any race person you want. Most of the brothers took that ball and rolled with that. And as you can see, for the past 54 years, that, that's what I've seen, and that's what has been really what's been going on for decades. And and I don't see no proper fixing this. And to be honest with you, I don't think there is nothing really fixing this because these people have created a perfect slave, if I like to call it like that. And why I mean a perfect slave, they create a being that's able to, you can get everything out of him or her and don't demand nothing. 
and expect a very much submissive and acceptance to all forms of abuse and still be able to, I guess, sustain himself in the soil that was built and constructed by black people. One thing I'll say, I give credit to the Europeans, that we don't give these people credit. They have mastered the art of psychology and controlling you mentally. Screw all the physicality that black people have in their disposal. But once they conquer what's in your head, now anything they do in regards to state themselves is absolute. Matter is a guarantee now. They have to worry about, you know, losing any grip of power or losing anything in regards of other races of people. And we must understand in the world we live in as men, you live in a competitive world, you know, in which your opposition does play dirty. But he has to worry about that because you already convince yourself that you take yourself out the game from the start. You're not willing to build nothing. Hell, you're not even willing to fight for your own survival. So why bother? All he's going to do is when he talk about, when people tell us they want the reparations, and it's funny, have you noticed that reparations, there's not much talk about that after the so-called other people, Coco and the LGBT community got so-called little check, which is not really reparations, it's like a tax, exempt tax write-off check they got from marriage. I'm not hearing nothing much about ADOS. Have y'all noticed that? I could be wrong. When y'all calling, please correct me. But that's where it is. That's where it's at right now. Because they know that as much as you beg some, what repercussions are you going to put to these people say, okay, if we don't give it to you, then what? They know that they black people not going to do nothing now because they're going to sit there, put their head down their head, bow their head, and go their ass back home. And why I say this, I'm telling you straight out of my mouth why I'm bold to tell you all that, is because it's simple. You have not proven what, what will you do if you don't get what you want. The whole world operates by reward and consequence. If you look at European history, and they taught this in school, not all the information, but totally enough, that how they got what they wanted, they got this by rape upon their village and violence. And he knows that before he can be violent with you, he has to get in your head first. Because you know you have the potential to fight back and overcome him, regardless of any weapon he has and all that stuff. So he has to get at that brain, that head first, before anything else. And once it gets to your head, now anything else you do is a guarantee. It's like money in the bank. It's money in the bank. The number to call in for tonight's show is 712-770-4160, access code 915-41-POUND. I repeat, 712-770-4160, access code 915-41-POUND. Tonight's subject, Chaos Rain presents Jesus Loves Whites and Looks at Blacks as the Devil. Um, let me check. Uh, here's a call. I'm not going to go on. I'm talking right now. Um, okay. So, now me saying all this, 
and I think I cleared certain things. Maybe some things were all over the place, but this is a general rant. People going to have to take it as is and make sense out of this. But like I said before, that the religion that black people follow is the same religion that's going to probably, I would say, eliminate more than, let's say, if they try and get rid of, if the, if the world population is 7 billion right now, to cut it down more than half, you got to have a certain people destroy themselves and you destroy them physically and to smack at the same time. You can accomplish this if you get people to stop to be very much um, be confused and worship r- false religions, and eventually they'll solely be self-destructed in themselves. That's what you're seeing right now amongst black people globally. You're not seeing it in like serious mass the effects of it, but it is there and it's already here and it's going to continue moving forward in time. And the funny thing about all this is that the only reason, like I said before, why there's still black people that's descendants slaves here because, you know, we have not made a conscious decision as collectors say. We're just going to erase our genetics completely. Let the black men, not all, but just enough, have already taken that step. So now the next step is to get this black woman, the same black bitch that a lot of these dudes be complaining about, saying, you know, I don't want you, you're ugly, you accept it, go find some else. But when this woman finds some else, you niggas complain. So I was wondering if it's just about sex or it's control, which y'all ask. You can answer that question to me. I like to hear this shit. And really, by, by definition, most of them, because most of the brothers don't have no control, no power, and we're not organized as men, which is the most weakness Actually, it's the greatest weakness that black men have right now in the 21st century right now. Is, is he going to be one to organize himself? Because with just you alone or little, you get nothing done. If you organize just a little bit, you might get something done. But if you organize a lot, and, not, and you don't have to really come in all course, but if you have to understand and plan what you want and initiate it, you will get a lot done. And this, I think, was a promontory. Kumar, wherever they are, said this. They're right about saying that because the the thing that's the most deadliest blow that's going to happen to the rest of the black men globally is how well he could organize himself to get himself out of the situation. We cannot depend on women. Women, our women do play a role because we need their system and then because it only, it's going to take both men and women to get things done. But in regards to men. Other groups of men, as much time as people don't know it, they are organized. They see their environment changing because some of them, where they impose not, not so they got to organize even tighter to what it's going to be to come in the next coming years. And I always question to the black male or the black man, are you willing to be organized to do what is necessary right to what is eventually going to come down the line? Screw what's going to happen decades now. You worry about what you could do now. And what you're going, what you're going to have to accomplish, not only by yourself but as a collective with other black men, for the next couple of years, maybe a decade or two, if possible, if you can have organized. Because, like we said, the only way that's going to really change or fix this for black people, not just America but globally, 
Africa's going to feel it too, to a part. Maybe some of the islands will feel it too, to a part. Is that there's going to be a, a serious, what we call, economic maybe collapse. Or it could be worse. Who knows? But when things get very rough, it's going to show how well we could survive this. That's what is to come. Because throughout the history, we have gone through worse. And I agree with brother, what other brothers say that we went through much worse than this. And yes, we did. But what goes, what's going to happen down the pipe is going to be a real testament of how strong this American Negro and Negro woman is going to be. How well we're going to survive what is going to become down the line in time. And it's going to show, you know, if anything at the end of when books are going to be right about black people, not only in America but globally, if there's still a good percent of us, which is going to be some still numbers of black people going to be around for the century, but how much we're going to be around in numbers is always questionable because we do not seek ourselves to self-preservate both physically, mentally, and we can say systematically because following these religions will get you and you will be in a state of extinction very soon. Not all because most black people in the world don't worship these three religions, especially the two ones, Christianity and Islam. And I say this because there is a lot of people that subscribe to the other religion and think that they're safe. No, 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 you're not safe. No. You're just even more docile than anything else. The only difference is you're wearing a bow tie. And we all know the history of the nation Islam towards black people. I ain't going to go into that right now because that's not the point. I'm only going into this Christian thing because this is the more deadliest of all religions that hold our people. Islam second. Hebrew Israelites, maybe third or fourth. And all these other religions that black people subscribe to is very deadly to the psyche of you as a black person globally. Because when we talk about making actual moves, take was rightfully ours and to better ourselves so we don't stay in a more subjugated state or a state where, you know, as a race we could be in danger. We do not do that. You take on the Christianity, it makes you more of a docile slave. Other people that say they're Christians, they actually get in power and they know what to do and they take what is theirs. So don't not be fooled that because you worship the same God as this same person that gave you this God, that you gain something. No, you gain nothing. Only thing you gain is how well you could bend over and get screwing your ass. How well you could be submissive. And that word submissive is being used very loosely, to be honest with you. <laughs> I know that me and Lamb were talking about that on the previous on the last show. A lot of people had a problem with that. But, you know, on the average, like I said before, most people, especially men, we submit our will every day. We submit our, our will to other race of men. No problem. 
So there's no difference in regards how we view each other in this plight towards, you know, actually correcting the situation we face as a people towards country in regards if we're going to be substantial survive in the coming decades. I hear even stories about black wealth might be expunged or gone in 40-some years. I hear a lot of things. And these are warning signs that's projecting what is potentially going to happen. But there's not enough remedies or actual cures for the solution. And like I said, I'm at some point, you know what I said, most of our people don't care about solutions. At times, in talk with solutions, I gave some solutions to certain shows I'd done for the last year, maybe two. I kind of pulled back because, the reason why I pulled back because you niggas ain't ready. And you refuse to get ready. So regardless of what people are trying to say to protect you, it can be a waste of time. And I say it can be because not every information is bad. All information is proved to be back to make sure it's factual. But what really black people are going to really do, you know? If you notice how you behave towards each other, we don't even have a sensible code how we're going to conduct ourselves when we see each other and how people that's not our race view and see us, you know? We haven't really come to grounds with that. A lot of black men are not even organized to really put in business a place for our men the women and children. You see black men today create more what we call um, labels so they could show that they're better than the next man. But no, say you are still a nigger in the society. So labels you create is irrelevant because anytime you, you get stopped by that police, he look at you as a nigger. Anyway, anytime when other race people criticize or say something about you, they don't look at you as, say, oh, you guys are a good person. They look at you as a nigga the same way. You see, one thing I'll take a quote from Andrew Ramirez, that black people feel that they're not a monolith. You might not feel you're not a monolith, but other race people look and view you as a monolith. He is right. Until you get that in your goddamn head, that's when we'll get somewhere. But because the religion trains and pacify you to look at yourself as evil and look at those that don't look at you as gods, there will be no change. Your subjugation is absolute. It's a guarantee, like I told you. So when people say about the religion, I tell people, I have a problem with your religion because the religion is going to keep you a slave. End of story. I don't give a fuck if you one day woke up and say you took drugs for 20 years and then you found Jesus and then because Jesus you came. No, you got off of drugs because you got off your ass and started making the change. Dummy. Same thing with the Islam. If you did the same thing and then somebody pushed some little fake Muhammad bullshit to you and it made you stop, no, you got that because somebody showed you the other way and helped you. They don't use the religion to push that so they can make you a world participant and another slave to another religion. Period. That's why you don't see none of these religions sit there with this give or put money or actual um, 
things that's needed for the black community to keep it and sustain itself. And one of the few things that black people, we lack and don't do no more, especially here in the soil we call North America or we call West, West. We do not food, clothing, and shelter ourselves. And let me even say it further. This is the first time in our existence as a people, and I will say globally, and I'm going to say with, with conviction, that we don't control those three areas properly. And these are the three areas you need to not only sustain yourself, but sustain and build a nation, food, clothing, shelter. If you lack two of that three, you're in trouble. If you lack three of the three, all three, you are in a process and a, in a stage of extinction. And what you see now, because all those three elements are no longer in our control, what you see, you're seeing the, the slowly extinction process of the black race. And we're not always going to be extinct just like that. Even when people put out to say they want to reduce your numbers, they will make sure they control these three areas. And in time, your numbers will eventually drop. Because one of the few things that black people suffer and they died most, especially in America, is not only um, abortions, we could talk about the health, and I think murder is the other one. But like I said before, you don't control all three of those um, things that sustain nation, you're going to fall victim to anybody that's provided for you. So imagine if the power get cut off tomorrow or we have a major hurricane or disaster. Black people are fucked the worst. We all see it in the news. When these serious um, disasters happen, we get, we, get it, we get hit hard the worst, and we don't come out of it. Now, some of us can't financially get ourselves out of a hole because a lot of us don't make enough because the money is mostly not only not only ours, but only a few people got of so-called the wealth in the society. It's still the same self. Black people don't, don't got that much wealth or anything like that. Hell, the net worth of most black people in America is not even in the 100000 It's like less than twenty k, And we all know 20K, you can't stay yourself, especially if you live in the city. Maybe in the rules, you might be all right. In the rural areas, you might. But anywhere in these more industrialized, and I could say digital cities, you can't make it with that type of income. It's not, it's not possible. Even with two people, it, it's not even sustainable. You can't stay yourself like that. And they know this. That's why when people look at, say, when we try to get a footnote in regards to wealth, you're not going to get that here. The only way you might get some, if you're organized, you might get some here. But other than that, if you're still complacent and still operate where you are, you might not have no choice that if you stay here, you stay here, something's going to happen to you, or you go somewhere else and try your luck. Where there's another population of black people, if the economics is controlled, which is not really controlled, so the only thing you see black people, the decisions they have make right now in the 21st century is either they organize themselves or they're going to slowly just die off. And it's going to be pretty much a small percent of us on this earth in the coming century. That's how I see it moving forward. So let me just check some. 
Yeah, so I'll keep talking. But like I said before, man, um, I didn't I didn't take likely nicely to really talk about all this. I was going to think of some other topic possibly, but to be honest with you, this has to be said because really true, you know I don't talk about this religion much, but I've come to a point to express it because I see where our people are going with this. It's not good, and not only is good, it's dangerous right now. Very dangerous. I could talk about the certain current events of a particular person got killed, but it's irrelevant at this point because you already submit your will to the people. Hell, you will sit there if these people came out of the dirt, smelling and stinking. You will still embrace them, hug them, and you possibly might procreate with them. And there's no way around that because you're mentally ill. Mentally. One thing is clear about other race people. They take pride in self-preservation. We have not gotten that as race people. And with that pride of taking their own hands of self-preservation, the whole goal of the European is to still operate in the world they live in while still continue to feed off you, to still parasite off you. They have to parasite off you because that's how they, they operate in existence. That's when people look and say, what really innovate or anything sustainable that these people created since they became so-called power? Nothing. They take and they don't give nothing back. And it's and that's natural. And the reason why I say it's natural is because, like anything, like a parasite, you think anything that's sucking your blood should give a portion of your blood back to your bloodstream after they suck all portion of your blood that could possibly make you, you know, in a danger of your body stopping working, your heart stop working on stuff. No, it has to keep sucking in until there's nothing left. And once it sucks to the the well is dry, then on to the next one. That's the role of the parasite. They suck until there's nothing left, and they on to the next one. That's how they always operate in the society, and that nature will not change. It will not change in America, and it definitely won't change in the islands, and it will definitely will not change in Africa. And the next race group that will take full after, let's say, this race people might go on the way out, they're not going to be any nicer to black people. Matter of fact, they're going to probably use that, the Jesus, or they might use something like Buddha and say that Buddha is this and put, play the same game all over again to niggas because black people have not learned. They have not known, learned their history properly if they entertain or want to look at it, but they sit there, give their will without no question. And one thing that a lot of parents do wrong, either the woman or the men, I think the woman is the teacher at the end of the day, they still push this same religion to their children, their sons and daughters. And 
the only reason why the, the church still sustains itself, especially black church, black church is only sustained by black women. And that's a fact. And because of with the power of black women that sustains it, it's going to continue its further decline and sucking up of whatever resources in the black community. You know? Yeah. So, to be honest, y'all, I just don't see nothing really good coming out of it now and see where we're going to be at in the coming years. I mean, God, here it's such bad things to come, which is nothing really new. But the people that's going to get hurt the most when sh- when things really get really hard economically, either say if there's a collapse or anything economic, are people going to be really screwed? You know, some of the things now we can't even do without the assistance of these people. Because like I said before, they control mostly three areas of sustainability. That sustain nation, food, clothing, shelter. Some of us don't want to grow not even a goddamn um, fruit, much less a vegetable or anything out of our gardens if we live in certain environments for it. But, um... And we don't even, even the men don't have some of the necessary skills to even build, let's say, a house or, you know, basic skills. And usually that's really passed down with other men, but most men nowadays, after the 60s, you know, drop the ball and, you know, they like to um, like to nest. So they're not really passing much skills to you. Me and Lamb talked about that. And he did talk about what everybody else on TRS about that. That what what is left for the future for a lot of youth that's coming up? The, is, the future is very slim right now. And much as I don't want the youth to come up as adults in this world and feel that they're going to be fine, no, because if we have not prepared them enough, then they're going to be they're going to be struggling much harder in this world than anybody else that's an older adult. I mean, education could help, but in the times you're in now, if you're not really properly repaired, you're going to be screwed. Um, and like I said before, um, and, you know, I also hear about the autom- the automation and all that stuff, which got a lot more people scared. And I say, you know, fear is not is actually not a problem to a lot of people if you think about it because now it's going to have to make you to at least do better and grind or create something out of nothing again. Because one thing is known with us as people, we've been very comfortable, maybe too comfortable in this society, you know. Someone's been very lazy and lackadaisical to really do what's really necessary to, to make the actual change. So, you know, if if this system or the society has to put more pressure on black people to start putting put the put them in against their back against the wall to really do something. And obviously most black people on the average day will fail that test because they will fold like a child and be put they'll put themselves in a fetal position when enough pressure is applied to them. It's sad. Yeah. And it's depressing too. Yeah. Yeah man. 
But I think some some of our people, some, not all, might be fine. But as the majority of us, or the rest of black people, I don't see it. And really, if certain things had to be collapsed for black people to really come to understanding and actually work together, then it might have to happen like that. Because most people nowadays, you only function properly in society once you're when things really hit the fan and your back is against why you have to do something. And that's what we have shown. Actually, that's a track record Black people has been showing for the last decade or two. When disastrous things happen to us, you see Black people now start to get what they do, what they're supposed to be doing. And it's a very, it's not a good, it's not a good um, way of doing things, you know. Your back is against well. Or you react very late. Can now say when you react because things are put put in place where you have to do something, it's not a good sign. That means now you gotta scramble. You gotta be a reactionary every time certain things happen to you. You're reacting. And that's how your enemy controls because he only controls you by how much pressure he applies to you. And he knows what reaction you do, so he has some contingency plans. Back up to say, okay, I got, I'm going to hit you with this since you're going to react to this. It's like our people are very predictable in the society. Very predictable. And not only with the case that people didn't talk about with the Amber Geiger or anything that in regards that happens to us. And I think me, I think one time me and Maria talked about how, you know, it's funny how most people have energy when non-black people kill us, but they have the same energy towards other black people. And this is my thing about that. The reason why black people don't have that same energy towards other black people is because black people don't give a crap. They see themselves as lesser, as evil. So if another black person kills another black person, wherever terrorist attacks black people do amongst each other, it's justified by other black people because we are looked at as evil, less than, and that when we do ourselves, we're doing ourselves a service. We're removing the evil by taking the evil out, which is ourselves. That's why, you know, when black people see other races of people, especially non-black people, and they do certain things to us, we, we, we straighten up very quick and become very passive and embrace them and love them because we hope that they'll be like Christ, forgive us, and maybe open the gates of heaven once we transition. That's why we accept the black on black or the attacks amongst our children in the community and don't say nothing because it became so norm that some black people feel it's a good thing. You hear black people say they don't like it, but in their mind, they really do fucking like it. I don't give a fuck what they tell me. Don't tell me no bullshit say you don't like the, the, the attacks or same, you know, the structure we take on each other on an everyday basis. Black people love it. And not only do they love it with a passion, and they know I'm telling the truth because anything you hate, you do anything possible to make the change. You will stop it in its tracks. But once you love it, you're going to embrace it. You're going to hold it. You're going to cherish it. You're going to coddle it like it's a child. You, hell, you might even kiss on it. That's how much love you show when you love something. So one thing I would say 
for book readings, and you know, since I'm talking, I'm going to share a book for most people to sit there read. Because black people need to read this. They'll understand the different players of what we call law and love and divine hate. And this was one book site. I don't know if I remember reading this, but this is a book that most people should really look into. And the reason why I say it because, you know, most black people, they're going to have to start reading again. And not just to read this to get knowledge, but to get some clarity understanding. Because they put too much information in a lot of these books about how society works, how things happen, the way we see it, you know. And we sit there regurgitate the same talking points, which really truly is a problem because regurgitating the same talking points, that means you're just a parrot. And no one likes a parrot. All right. Let me see if this is the book. I think this is the book. Okay. The book is titled Divine Law and Love and Divine Hate. And I'm going to share this in the chat room right now for most people to read for themselves. Okay. And y'all can go read this and get more better clarity between the two energies, or actually one, two, uh, because law and love is one and the same, which a lot of people didn't know that. But here you go. Those in the chat room, I'll drop this here. Click the link and read for yourself. All right. The call number for tonight's show is 712-770-4160. Access code 915-41-POUND. I repeat, 712-770-4160. Access code 915-41-POUND. Tonight's subject, Chaos Rain presents, Jesus loves whites and looks at facts as the devil. Um, hmm. yeah, it's been quiet tonight. I expect it because when I put something about when I talk about their so-called make fake make-believe Jesus, it's gonna push a lot of people's nerves. I know when Tyron does it on a sometimes when he goes real in on y'all. You know, y'all might call in a bit and think and have, you know, your disdain for Tom because obviously, you know, he's an atheist, so that's why you might not say much to him. But, you know, I never subscribe to any of these labels because at the end of the day, I look at life as a journey. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, and to be honest with y'all, um, I'm at the point where, you know, I think that some of you might get out of this spell this mental spell of religion, but I just don't see it. I don't see it at all because one of the best things religion has done that they force on us is they made us even better slaves, and that's what it's tended to do. Um, and a lot of people have not drawn out of that slave mentality. They sit there defend this religion 
because their grandmas, their mothers, passed down on them. So they feel they had to follow old traditions. But notice that as you become adult, you should be in a direction where you should be thinking for yourself. You should not be following other religions or follow what people have been telling you what it is. You have to do the grunt work, what really it is. You know, and I know most people that go to church, the pastor, the pastor, runs his damn mouth, telling you if you not do this, something's gonna happen to you. If you don't give you ten percent, something's gonna happen to you. And I'm saying that in your life, if you're not doing well as a person, you're enriching somebody else's life while depriving yours. You and your children, if you have children, and you know you do this because you feel you're going to go to hell. And really, truly, the, we have to be honest as race people. We are afraid of the unknown, which is so-called the creation of hell, and we're afraid of the so-called Jesus and God, or Jesus Christ, which is European people, white people. Until we get in groups that what we're scared of the most, that will be one step of slowly fixing your men- mental spell. You always got to think, what am I afraid of? What is the fear? That should be the number one question every black person should be asking himself on this line or at home, whatever thing. What is the greatest fear? And I'll tell you about no success, but the real fear, you know, because you can be successful. You have to work on it. That can be a challenge. But what is your greatest fear? That I want to know. And me, I'm clear most of the greatest fear, most likely fear is this European man. And we can say woman, too. They're scared shitless for these people. That's why I, I, I wouldn't be surprised when I see them that they don't be like in the old slave days when Caucasoids walk by, they bow their head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, because... Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed at all. And it won't change. Because you've been conditioned to look at yourself as less than human. And when any time when you destroy yourself, you're doing yourself a service in your mind. And when someone that's not part of race destroys you, they are doing a service for you, a service for you and you are comfortable and happy with it. I remember, I'm not sure if I told y'all this story one time, and I'll, I'll repeat the same story again. I remember having a conversation with an older woman, and I asked her, no, actually, she told me, when George Zimmerman killed Trayvon Martin, she felt that it was a wicked fan, and this man was on the air talking about how God told him to kill Trayvon. And she felt that was very disrespectful how this man used the, the Lord's name in vain and saying that, that God told him to do it. My response to her was, and I was using psychology, mind you, just to play along and see what her response is. I said, well, maybe God did tell Zimmerman to kill Trayvon. Instead of her rebutting and, you know, cussing me out, she thinks, she 
took a step back, looked at herself, and thought, and Fink said, you know, you might, you might have a point. You might be right. My eyes stretch as far as it goes up in the ceiling. And the reason why I threw that retraction question to play around and see what her, her, mind, her mind state was, it was not – matter of fact, never surprised me now today with other people. We are justifying when the, the European tells us that they kill you because your, um, his God tells them that he should do it. On the average, most women and probably some men will sit there and agree with that. And I'm, I'm bold hard to tell y'all that with a smile on my face. Because, like I said before, early tonight, you look at yourself as the devil. Evil, no good, black is bad, black is evil. So if a white person tells you say that God told him to do something and he did it, you will sit there and accept that. And it hurt my heart to find out that response she gave me. But it didn't surprise me now that I'm picking back on it. Because Jesus is a scapegoat, is a crutch for your subjugation, and you accept it. It keeps you docile, deaf, dumb, and blind, and potentially stupid. You know? Uh, but I think I said my piece on here. I said enough. Let me check the lines. If no one has anything to say, I'll probably wrap it up. Okay. I guess everybody's listening. So I guess you had a message. You hit home or didn't hit. I don't give a fuck. I just want to set my piece. Um, I think I will end tonight's session. Wait, hold on. Let me check the chat room. Nope. One second. All right. Brief silence. But um as I'm looking through and since I'm on here to let people know, um I will have Lamb movement back on here and before the end of this year. And the subject we're gonna talk about is, you know, I'm a I'm going to keep that secret. Y'all know. Stay tuned. Also, um, as y'all know, um, I do have a channel called Chaos Rain. You can subscribe to that on YouTube. Um, also,
also you can find me on Twitter, ChaosRain7. And what else? I have other links, but right now I'm going to give it some time before I reveal that. So, you know, for the remainder of this year, um, like I said, I'm probably going to push out some more material content um, while doing these shows. And, you know, I'll probably, probably in the next kind of broadcast, I will come up with um, more guests, hopefully. But I have a caller. Hello? Yeah, what's up, man? This is this is uh the Great Liberator. Hey, what's up, Mary? What's good? What's up, man? What are we, what are we talking yeah. about? Niggas and Jesus juice tonight? Yeah, man. I had to go in, man. I, I had to express my feelings toward this spell we call religion, Christianity, and religion, mm-hmm. and, um, Muslim, all that. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, I come yeah. to the conclusion that you know. When you fall, when our people follow these religions, it makes us more docile and more a willing slave. But when the European or these other races people take on this religion, it makes them be dominant, take charge. Right. They don't look. Right. They don't view religion how niggas view religion. You get me? Yeah. That we're we're the, we're the only. Yeah. Like a lot of these things are metaphorical, and we're we're the only group of people who are trying to apply these things literally. I mean. Here it is in 2019, the 21st century, and you have you have Negroes who who really expecting a man in the sky to come save them. You see what I'm saying? And and, and this mm-hmm. thing where we want to we want to repaint Jesus in, in blackface as if that makes it makes it any better. You know what I'm saying? Not understanding that these things are metaphor for you know for for the, for the phenomenon that's observable in our environment. You know, like how it you know. Uh, the days are longer in the summer, and they're shorter in the winter. You see, it's a, it's, it's it's the reason why um, Resurrection Sunday takes place in spring, when everything springs anew after coming out of winter. You see, I'm, like this is what it's all about. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. uh, these things are just metaphors for you know for sun worship, worship of the sun. So 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 the ancients have long understood the heliocentric nature of our of our universe. This even speaks to the the, the flat earth theory. You mm-hmm. see that 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 sees the earth as uh you know as a closed environment with with a small um local sun and moon orbiting around around the flat earth which flies mm-hmm. in the face of everything we know about religion. You know the origin mm-hmm. of religion. Religion is superstition. They like mm-hmm. these people worship the sun because they understood that the, they understood the heliocentric nature of the universe. They, but what they did, they took this knowledge and they and they hid it in metaphors in their mystery schools. The truth about about the universe, about astronomy and astrology and these different things. You mm-hmm. see, and, we, and 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 what we've done, we take these things literally too because we've been conditioned and taught to take them literally. You see, yeah. because. The Europeans adopted a lot, a lot of these uh, ideas and concepts, not really understanding them. You see, not really understanding them. So even if we look at the Adam and Eve, Eve story, like we take these things as literal, when when you look at it logically, it, it's it, it's obvious that it's metaphor. It's metaphor, and you, and you have to, and what you have to, you have to put yourself uh, for the frame of reference when you're dealing with these things. You have to put yourself in the ancient cultures. 
that these things come from. I mean, look, even how we get our modern alphabet, even like the, the, the reason why the the letter A is is the first letter in the alphabet is because the ancients viewed the cow as as divine, especially the mm-hmm. female cow. The first iterations of divinity are are feminine. These are feminine. Yeah. These are feminine qualities and feminine traits. So you get the you get the you get the alaf, which is the alpha. This is where you get that from. The bet. You see what I mean? Which is uh, dang, I forgot what symbol the bet was from. I can't remember off off the top of my head. But this is like this is how you get it. Like the the first um, writing systems were pictographic, hieroglyphic. You know what I mean? Um, so this this is just where it comes from. Like so, even in India today, the cow is a is a is a uh, is reverence as a, as a, as a god or a deity. That's how you get the. That's how you. That's how that becomes the first letter in the alphabet. That's what alphabet means. Alpha and bet. That's what it means. Bet is second alpha. It's really what I be telling dudes like they be talking about man alpha uh, beta bucks alpha fuck. You know I'm the I'm the outside dude. I'm an alpha. No, you're not. By by definition of the term, you're a, you're a beta because you're 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 not the first. You're the second in command. You know what I'm saying? But this is how we bastard. This is how we bastardize these things and and use them. Colloquially, you know what I'm saying, to reinforce just our, our worldview when it comes to the way we interact, we interact with each other. But yeah, that's that's what it is. And and like I said, we're the only group of people who uh, who take these things literally. Give me one second. Yes. And I give the call number again for most of that want to call in. The call number again is seven seven one two seven seven zero four one six zero. The access code is nine one five four one pound. I repeat seven one two Seven seven zero four one six zero. The access code nine one five four one pound. Um, tonight's subject: Jesus loves whites and looks at blacks as the devil. And I mean, what I mean by devil, literally, black people look at themselves as evil. Less than something that cannot be corrected unless God corrects it. That's how our people view each other. And I told y'all before, my conclusion to this is how I see how people behave today. And that that's no way around it, you know. That's why, and another thing, and people don't know mm-hmm. this, even in Africa, they had one European so-called white man came to a certain part of Africa, I'm not sure it was east part of Africa, dressed up like Jesus Christ. The natives came in droves, hugging, shaking the hand, hell, having the so-called fake Christ dance with them. And when they found out it's not real Christ, they shipped this no-good ass, dusty ass, back to America or wherever he came from. But the point is this, that why would the natives act and so and give open arms to some being that looked like Christ? Oh, I forgot they're well indoctrinated too to this religion. You know? This religion right. is not going to escape black people globally. That's why out of all religions besides Islam is that Christianity is the most deadliest. Second to, you know, being being a Muslim also up there too. But because most of the world only relates to Christianity, 
that was a doctrine forced upon our people for centuries, you know, and probably maybe sooner before they start um, the slave um, trade, for all we know, if we want to go deeper, you know. And we right. all know that was a business in itself. And, and 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 the thing is, I'm I'm just tired of hearing from niggas all this metaphysical and spiritual bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I'm a very practical person. I don't want to, you know, you know, like you have individuals who, who, you know, under this stay woke doctrine of disposition, you know, they can break things down to a down to a science, you know, about energy and all this other crap. You know what I mean? But then when you look at just the the condition of of our people, and many times of these people, of these individuals, individuals' lives, it's not in lockstep with these things that with these things that they promote and that they they claim they know. You see, so I'm a, I'm a very practical person. I'm going to look at the results of the doctrine you're espousing, and if the results aren't aligned with the principles of your doctrine, then I don't want to hear your doctrine. And that's all that, that's all there is to it. See, I don't want you telling me about all the spiritual stuff about what's about the the, the planets and and spirituality and, and and the Bible and all this other stuff. But then you got us. You were, you didn't made a woman a single mother, or you got two three kids by two three different niggas. So I'm saying I don't want to hear. It. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm I don't want to. You know all that, but you but you didn't know how to put how how to how to put a family together and keep it. You see what I'm saying? So I don't want to hear your mouth, man. That's just me. I don't want to hear. It. Because when I look at the things that make up that that have many of our youth and our children suffering that grow up to be traumatized adults, it stems from that. So you can tell me all this high lofty bullshit that you can't really prove, but you couldn't even do something as basic as pair bond. You see what I'm saying? As, as pair bond in a way that's going to be effective. Look, my politics isn't pro black. I'm pro power which means every action that I take is for the acquisition and maintenance of power. And any action that goes against that is a non-starter. It's a non-starter. Like the, all these different things, these are, are nothing but diversions and forms of escapism to stop niggas from doing what they need to be doing, period. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like, I don't even, you know what I'm saying? That's why, and then people, they, I come off as, as jocular or arrogant or, or, or aloof, but it's because I'm I, full of shit. I don't want to hear it because, mm-hmm. it, it, like, it's not that hard. It's, it's, yeah. it's not that complicated to do what we need to do. We, we're making it more complicated because what we want to do is we want to do everything and what we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it, man. And yeah. then what we want, we want to try and have all these things acting and, and operating as a Band-Aid. For our own for our own failures to of doing what's necessary because we lack the will, the discipline, and the impetus to do it. Yeah, you see, many of us are comf- are are merely looking for the most comfortable position in this in this current paradigm. Mm-hmm. You see, and, and, and Christianity oh. and these religions, yeah, and these religions facilitate a lot of that. Yeah. They facilitate facilitates a, a lot of that, you know, mm-hmm. and. That's why I just don't be wanting to hear these individual miles, man. Mm-hmm. One thing I like what you said, um, Amiri, is mm. you don't take on a lot of things. You only take on you take the direction where it could get us to where we be in the most protective, which is power. Right. Uh, and mind you, it never hit me about the power aspect until like I, I read certain books. Um and you know the books I'm talking about. And when I look at overall us as a collective, that that's the only way you're gonna be secure and safe. 
you have to be back in the power position. There's no other way around it. And a lot of men amongst our group, not a lot, but just enough, don't want to seek it. They feel seeking an individual power that's sustainable. But as we know in the society we're in, and I know I was watching another you know, stream, I'm not going to say names, if you know what I'm talking about, that our brothers and sisters will get picked up and they're given notice. Either they are doing things that is right or wrong, or doing what is right. But they don't understand the reason why this happens is because as a group of men, we are not organized. And that is the most right. issue I have if I want to entertain this conversation with a lot of these Negroes. You get me? Right. We could talk about everything else that don't have nothing to do with power, but well, let's say one consultant said we could do necessary to put us in a somewhat position of power. That conversation is not really being discussed. Some of them are right. well nested that said they want their oppressor just to die off and eventually get back power. And I'm saying that's not right. how reality works. That's not how nature in the world works. If we really study it, they could miss me with that bullshit about what they read. But in reality, is that how things work? No. So why are you telling the youth this? Mm-hmm. That's why the youth could be put back in a box, listen to the wrong type of niggas. I said it. Right. So, so I mean, even like with this organiz- organization piece, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. I get it to a certain extent, but then, then again, at the same time, I'm very practical, and that's why, like, I even I, I told Cynthia and them this, and I told these women this. Is you can't get these men to organize in, in service of the community and in service of the women and children when, as women, you're out here sexually sexually gratifying those men who whose entire worldview and disposition and behavior fly in the face of that. Because when you try and when you try and rally the, those same men, what those men are going to say is, "Man, you were your simp because you're trying to do all this all this for these women and children, and they and and, and I'm over here not doing the bare minimum, and they fucking me anyway. So you stupid. This is the, that's the logic these men are going to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, and that's why and that's why I told you, these women are off code because they're validating the wrong types of men and then wonder why they're, 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 they're getting an overabundance of the wrong types of men. These men are going to do what's going to get them. These the men are going to do, yeah, well, they, they're going to do what's going to get them the sexual aggrandizement. Like you don't have men paying, you don't have men paying hundreds of dollars to, to, for dating coaching because they want to organize. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> These men paying all this money because they want ass. And, 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 and this is what you have. These women, they will sit here and complain all day about, about these men. These, I remember Cynthia told me that. You said these men were non-committed. You said these men was this. You said these men was that. I did. And you went right there and slept with, this, and slept with a brother who, articula- who articulated everything I said. So what you want me to do? You, you chose him. So uh, no matter what I tell him, he ain't going to listen to me because you're validating him. He's going to say I'm a simp. He's going to say I'm a cornball. So what you want me to do? <laughs> and, and, and Dr. Wilson, this, doc, and this is why all these so-called pro-black scholars and, and, or niggas on YouTube, they, none of them want to see me in no, in no real debate. They ask food. You see what I'm saying? They're food, man, because Dr. Wilson said it. She, she made it very clear. That's why I said everybody act like they don't know what they don't know what we're supposed to be doing. She said it. Don't allow these men to to hide out in your vagina, 
because that's what you got a lot of these niggas want to do. And then she also said it's up to the black women, to, mm-hmm. the black women to teach their daughters that they can turn the entire destiny of the black of of the black society by only rewarding those men who are providers and protectors of the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, these sisters haven't been doing that. They've been doing the opposite. And because they've been doing the opposite, you now have a proliferation of men who, 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 who operate opposite of that. This, mm-hmm. this is why they're calling Cerulean Gray a simp. This is why they're calling a Mary Brown a simp. Because they don't have to do any of that, and, and they're getting all the sexual gratification. So in, in, in their logic, and their thinking, in their mind, you're a simp. And, and you can't blame them because this is, this is the way competition works, like in the economy. If, if I go to a store and I'd be like, how much is this pack of ribs? And they tell me $100, and I pay $100, and then another brother come and say, I give you a dollar for those ribs, and he get the same ribs I got for 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 a dollar. I paid a hundred. He paid a dollar. I'm stupid. Yeah, I know. That's what the women don't understand. You so y'all asses off cold. Period, man. Yeah. And that's what it's gonna, and that's what I'm saying. Trying to shame these men, that ain't gonna work. That's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. Like one thing I did here. BGS said he said these women don't have nothing to negotiate with, and he's right. <laughs> they don't have nothing to negotiate with. It's a, yeah. See, like even even when they talk about this idea of the social contract, that's why I said it's a form of rape. <laughs> because what it was, it was a yeah. horse trade between the men providing certain things and the women providing certain sexual aggrandizements and, and favors. This is this is how it has worked, especially like in the western in the western hemisphere. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. this this is how you get get the 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 the, the modern formation of marriage and family like when, when like when they brought those women over here from europe these european white women they brought those women over here in chains they were those those the women were chattel too <laughs> you know like the women were chattel so these marriages and stuff that took place it wasn't because of love and because i want to do it. no it was a it was a an arrangement that's how it started like it was an arrangement you see what i mean i, mm-hmm. I it's a it's a male-dominated society so you're systematically cut off from these things for the most part. So I will provide you with certain resources and things like and things of that nature if you provide me with cooking, cleaning, and the sexual favors. That like that's the basis. You see what I'm saying? Like that's the basic outline. Yeah. So 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 you can't. Really, I mean, how you gonna shame? How you gonna shame the men? Because a lot of these men like shit. I'm good. So trying to shame them ain't gonna work. Yeah, they good man. I'm, so I'm not. I'm not even gonna sit here and act like these men don't raise a valid point when they oh, when they ask what's in it for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know somebody in the, in the chat room? And I wish MJ called in, but you know that's mm-hmm. optional. MJ, she wrote, "What you said is all bullshit, Amiri." <laughs> well, tell her come on. And let's tell her come on and let's debate it. See what it is. These women. See what it is. A lot of these women. They've been employing a dual mating strategy where they sleep with it. They 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 want to they they want to throw their cooch around to 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 every time Dick and Harry, irregardless of what, irrespective of if he if this man can do what a man's supposed to do, and for a woman, they so so these women have been operating. They've been thinking with their vaginas just like they claim these men think with their penises. You see what I'm saying? But what's happening in the course of doing is these women are getting pregnant. And now what you have is you have the, the, the men who would serve as the golden pasture for a lot of these women. The men are like, no, we ain't doing that no more. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? 
So now it's causing all this it's causing causing all this upheaval and everybody trying to shame these men and just like Obsidian State, it's a being clean up men. Well no, I don't believe that either. I believe you should you, you should make the right choice from the beginning. You should make the right choice from the beginning. You ain't got no if, if if a man is incapable of being a man, you ain't got no business laying in the bed with him, period. I don't care what he told you. If this nigga living with his mama, if this nigga credit score is two hundred, if this nigga out of six, the last six years he don't only worked a year, and you sleep with him, that's your fault. That's your fault. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like everybody talking about how you. I don't feel sorry for for, for poor white white people. How you fumble that white supremacy bag? Well, I don't feel sorry for poor women because how you fumble the the vagina the, the vagina bag? That's a bag. They don't call it shake your money maker for nothing. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> So if you're giving that, if you if you're doing all this and ain't getting nothing out to return, and you're stupid as a woman, you're stupid because you have the you have the most sought after resource on the goddamn planet. Period, man. So you can they can say what they want. A lot of these women, like Cerulean talks about these men being derelict in their masculinity. I agree, but the pro, the other problem to this is these women are derelict in their femininity. You see, they, 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 and and that's why if you like if you watch them, look, just why you gotta do is watch them talk. But then they'll come back and be like, I, I finally learned to value myself. I love myself now. Oh, all that mean is I learned I shouldn't have been I shouldn't have been fucking all these sorry ass niggas. That's all that's cold for. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now I value myself. Now I deserve a night in the shine, Norma, and a man who's really worth who's who's really worth my time and my body. That's what they mean. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because this is the way these 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 kids have been socialized. Mm-hmm. This All is right, the way I mean, they've been socialized, man. Let me see who this is. I open your line. Who's this? Yes, this is MJ. Okay, you you, you sound a little um. You okay, MJ? Yeah, I'm trying to. Let me see my phone. Okay, wait a minute. Oh, no, wanna... okay, all right, it's your phone. Okay, let me speak. Let me see if it sounds clear. Okay. How do I sound? You sound good. Um. All right, go ahead. Say your thing. Um, I'll have to go back to the playback at the end to see how it sounds. Go ahead. Okay. Um, does it sound like I'm loud? Because no, I'm you, just, oh, yeah. you, all right, you sound better now. You sound better now. Okay, go ahead. Say, say that again? You sound better now. You sound better. Okay. I can hear you now. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, because, you know, what I don't understand is why do men, especially a lot of black men, and I don't know, it's just starting to irritate me more and more, and I see why people just get off of social media. But I don't understand why today that black men always and always get online to tear down black women, their choices, the men they Why isn't, shit, I'm, like, I'm painting, so stuff is everywhere. But, um, mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, is that they never talk about raising these young men to learn how to treat women. Because most women, especially young women, you're raised to assume and think that you're going to find a great man. You don't, you're not raised to think you're going to sleep with a bunch of dudes. A lot of these young men out here do not have the best interests of a female. I can speak because I, I'm a black woman, I'm a female, who have, you know, dealt with a lot of guys you know, that did not have my best interest. Some of them want to have kids before marriage. Some of them don't want to get married. Some of them want to have one, two, three girlfriends. Sometimes they make a black woman feel like she's not good enough. 
And, you know, the main goal is, is just to find a great guy that have our best interests. But then you get these guys that get online, and every fucking day it's about tearing women down. No one cares how she got in the situation. No one cares why this guy isn't great for her and the things he's doing to her. It's always about our choices, but they never put the responsibility on how a lot of these men or young men are being raised and how to treat women. And this is why I'm so grateful that I was able to see, like, great role models like my grandfather, who was married to my grandmother for over 70-plus years until he died, put her in a house, had three gardens, can get a new car every four and five years. My grandmother didn't have to work. So when I get online and see all the, 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 the men today, it's embarrassing because is this what we do? We get online every day just to tear us down? I don't, I don't come from that shit, so it irritates me. And then when I listen to a Amiri, it just oh, I mean, do you have anything positive to say or any type of advice for these young men? Do y'all care? It just seems like y'all focus. Y'all more like women. I got to deal with catty women. Now the men? And then when you say something to these men when they're wrong, they want to cuss you out, call you out your name, and be disrespectful for trying to, you know, state a point or a fact. And I'm trying to figure out, like, where are we going as black people? Like, what the fuck are we doing? And I, I guess for me, I'm just so fed up and I'm sick of it. It's so embarrassing because I came from a time where we supported one another. We talked to one another. Now I'm in a generation, when I get online every day, and I've, now that I've added a lot of brothers, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to be quiet, bitch, ho, what she smell like, what her... Her, her private smell like. And everyday bitch and hoe. And these are the men, I'm serious, they show up in your inbox, hey, beautiful, how you doing today, sexy? But then when they get out of that inbox, they get out on, on, on their news feed, and it's like these bitches, these hoes. What is that? And they got all these non-black people. And I bet these non-black people just looking at us like, is this? Because I came from a great time. Great childhood, little means. My mother cleaned offices for a living, and we had little means. So for us to, to see us today, how we treat each other, Amiri, what's your answer to it? What's the re resolution? Amiri, you're Can I oh, yeah, Am I line open? Okay. Well, look, I mean, the resin, the, the, the basic revolution uh, resolution is make better choices. That's good. That goes for men and women. Um, I mean, I, I I understand where she's coming from to a certain to a certain extent. Look, I have three sons. Hold hold on hold on. I have three sons and and three daughters. So this is very much a binary situation for me. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like uh, like we just have to socialize boys. To, to treat women a certain type of way and not give women a, and not give women a counter message to that, and the fact of the matter is is that the reason why we're why we're getting what we're getting out of uh, brothers and sisters in the community is because this is how we're socializing them. Because at the same time that the message is being sent that black women are bitches and hoes and these different things, there's also a message in the, in the music to the sisters telling them these niggas are thugs. The thugs are the masculine men. Get you a thug. If your status ain't good, 
You see what I'm saying? Love is pain. and all. See, So it's always a binary situation. And where, and where the problem comes in is anytime brothers raise valid points and, and critiques about the decisions that sisters make, it's a problem when then they want to turn around and task brothers who, 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 had no, who played no part in their decision-making process to clean up the results of their, pet, of their poor decisions. So, see, so it's fine for, for, for men to police the men, but you don't want the men to police you. See? So, you have a, so there's this cavalier disposition from sisters when it comes to the notion or the idea of black male authority, whether that's in a form of input, whether that's in a form of, of setting rules and guidelines, and these different things, because what it is, you have a lot of sisters who love the fact that they have been able to enjoy a certain level of autonomy as black women in American society. And, and, and when it, no matter what, whenever, when, what, when something went wrong, they could always point to the black man and, and could say, see, he just can't get right. He just wasn't shit. These niggas ain't shit. These niggas are this. These niggas are that. It's never me. I'm just a victim. I'm a double minority. I'm a victim of white patriarchy, and I'm a victim of black patriarchy. This has been the consistent theme and rhetoric that has came from sisters. So they've never had to, had to look at themselves, see? So I, I very much believe in teaching brothers how to treat sisters, but I also believe in teaching sisters how to treat brothers and how to treat themselves, See, because I can, I can go to a young boy and tell a young boy, you're supposed to do this for a woman, you're supposed to do that, you're supposed to do this, and then they're going to go right then and hop on YouTube to one of these red, listening to one of these red pill dudes talking about you treat a woman like a bitch, treat a woman like a hoe, treat her like this, and then if your daughter choose him when he's acting like that, then that's, she's validating him acting like that. So what you want me to do? There's nothing I can do about it. She chose him. This, is, this isn't is it putting women down or anything. It's just telling the truth. This is, these are facts. See, and what it is, the sisters want this unidirectional message being pushed, being pushed to the men while, while they continue to just make any type of decision they want and act as free agents, and no society on the planet acts that way. None whatsoever. It's always a binary situation. There are two actors in this. It's the, it's the male and it's the female. The boys have to be given a message, and the girls have to be given a message. That, that, that will lead to cohesion and bonding between the two. That's not what we do, and that's not what sisters want. They just want you to police the men. They don't want you to police them, and that's, that's a part of the problem. Both have to be policed. Well, the thing about it is, is that, you know, you made some valid points and stuff like that, but my thing is this. Um, Maybe my mother did a great job at raising me, so I don't need to be policed by anyone. And I would assume it would want mothers or parents to raise their children where no one have to police. Who's, who's but that's not. not but, but but listen, that's not how the society. That's not how any society I'm, works, though. Let me just. I'm just. Let me just throw this out there. Outside okay. of outside of the parents, shouldn't be policed by anybody but the parents. That's just my thing. I know it's not going to turn out that way. I'm just throwing that out there. You understand what I'm saying? Because my thing is this. You don't know someone's going to be an asshole until you get in that situation. You really don't. I see I got addicted to the ID channel. I see people all have these beautiful weddings, and they're so in love, and they have these great jobs, but then they turn around and one of them killing one of them, killing the other. 
you know, over money. Mm. You don't mm-hmm. know that that person is going to murder you because you, on the pretense, thought this was a good guy or a good woman. You don't know until you get into the situation. And then I'm you, center. And then you probably get out that situation, and then you go on to the next because you're hoping, your fingers crossed, that this is going to be a better situation. Everybody wants the best. Everybody wants 100%. But my thing, instead of pointing a finger, how do I, how do we have the conversation? Because what I hear, and maybe why it irritates me so much, because I always hear men talk about women all the time. If you, YouTube is, is now, before women got crazy with it, it was always men talking about the women all the time. I never heard them talking about men and, and taking responsibility for their actions. When my father, when he left my mom, years later, my father said, you know what, it was my fault. He took responsibility whether he was an asshole or not. And that's the thing. I hear a lot of people talking, but do you ever take responsibility for the things you've done and when you didn't treat that person right? Maybe I'll be cool if I, when I hear people having a conversation, you know what, I didn't treat these people right. I didn't treat these females right. Maybe I would like to hear some responsibility sometimes. And I'm not saying women are perfect. You know, I'm not saying that at all. Because, like I said, I was blessed to be, Born and raised in D.C. where a lot of brothers always had my back. Black men have all, I had brothers had my back more than brothers who didn't have my back. MJ, you're talking too much. Be quiet. You know, you're a hothead. You're going to have a heart attack, you know, if you keep getting upset. Like, you know, always gave me advice about stuff. So, so I wasn't used to all this disrespect because you knew. But now it just seems like it's always, no matter how many times you explain it, you always going to point your finger at that female. Nobody care about the little sister being molested or raped or beaten. Nobody care about none of that. Nobody care that a lot of these sisters are found in trunks and stuff because they don't want to get rid of their baby, but people will talk about, you know, abortions all the time. And maybe the sister wanted to have that baby, but then she was found in the trunk because God didn't want the baby. Like, people don't talk about real stuff, like real shit. And I talk me. about it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm not throwing it, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not throwing it, I'm just saying what I hear, you know, and a lot of times people don't talk about real consequences and, you know, they don't talk about real stuff. You know, it's always about the women, the women, the women, the women, and women, and who we choose, right. and, the, 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 right. you know, our actions and stuff like that. Like I say, you really don't know it's going to be a butthole until you get in that relationship. Well, well let, let me put it like this, though. Like and it, this is here's the thing. The, the part of the problem is we build relationships off of off of super superficial values. Like we don't have the, the 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 one of the problems is we don't have family building family building values. Like you have you got to realize you've had generations right now where where children have just been undue consequences of our sexual exploits, and we tend to, and we tend to treat them like that. Like we don't we, there's there's very little family planning that takes place in, in our communities. Like we just treat children as the undue consequences of our of our you know of, of our sexual exploits. This is what the whole child support uh, debate is about. And, and listen, I get on these dudes all the time. I did a show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think I, I think I called it Blackistan on trial, talking about how see what it is. You have a lot of these brothers. What they want to do? They these they call themselves traditional, but they're not traditional because if you were traditional you would get married before you have sex because that was the tradition. You see what I'm saying? So you're not traditional. What you want as men 
you want the tradition of a patriarchal double standard where the men can the man can be as promiscuous as he want to be and the woman's supposed to be chased. That's what you really want. So what you're really looking for, you're looking for a, com- a comfortable position in in a society where you can where you can have all of your sexual de- sexual desires uh, fulfilled and not have to be held to any level of accountability and culpability for the consequences of that. And, and, and like I said, like many of these brothers aren't anti-abortion. They're anti-child support. They're not anti-abortion. They're anti-child support. And, I told, and I've been saying this, pay your shit. I don't feel sorry for you. I don't. Because once upon a time in, in, in America, you call yourself traditional, but once upon a time, the tradition was if you got a woman pregnant, you married her. So as far as I'm concerned, you paying child support and then getting to go about your business, you're getting off easy. You're getting yeah. off easy than what men 100 years got. And then we wonder today why men today have less testosterone than, than men 100 years ago. See? So I, I, I get on their ass uh, heavy because a lot of these dudes are full of shit. But my thing is I can't tell these men to do things this, a certain type of way, and then as women, you're getting with the men who've already made it clear they're not going to do things that way. They're, they're not, once you do that, you've killed my message because they're not going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. They're not going to listen to me. Like I said, you don't have dudes paying, paying hundreds, hundreds of dollars, man, to, to, like Tariq Nasheed, what it was, book, what it was, uh, uh, Mac, Mac Lessons or whatever the thing, that wasn't mm-hmm. a best-selling book because these men want to do right by women. You know what I'm saying? These men are going to do whatever's going to get them to sexual gratification. And the fact of the matter is, is that the reason why your great-grandmothers and grandmothers used uh, sex as a, as a carrot to get the man to marry them is because they knew that. And unfortunately, you have women not teaching their daughters that. They teach their daughters the opposite, this notion or this idea that they can do what a man do. When, all, when, when it's very obvious and clear that you can't do what a man do because if you get pregnant with the kid, you're the one left there with him. So it's just, the sisters making better choices is only, is only feasible and, and, and right in my, in my eyes. I don't, I don't understand why it's so hard to just choose better. Just choose better. It's not about that's what I'm trying to explain to you, hon. It's not about choosing better. You think you are choosing better. That's the thing when you are a woman. Yeah. I know, but what I'm saying is you got to – that means you got to wait. You can't – see, what, this, is what I'm, this is what I said, we build relationships off of sex. We, like, I, I, the, 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 the standard in today's society is have sex, then we define the relationship. So you got yeah. women who sitting here give, a, a, aggrandizing all this man's se, sexual, se, se, sexual desires and don't even know where she's staying with them. What are we? What are we? The moment you – the moment you – giving them the sexual access, you have nothing to bargain with because that's, that, that's what the men want. Well, that's not, that's not exactly true either because there's some women have one-night stands and been married for 30 years. Yeah, yeah, but you got to understand those are exceptions to the rule. Well, I'm just so hold, hold on, hold on, listen, see, because now you're arguing against your own point, and this is the problem I have with sisters. You're arguing, now you're arguing against your own point because if, if, if the point you just raised about women who had one-night stands with, with men that last 30 years was – was was normative, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. The, 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 that's an exception. The, tip, the, the, the general rule of thumb is, if you had that one night stand with that with that man, that's why it's a one night stand. That's so so so. If they had sex on the first night and they went on to have a relationship, that's not a one night stand, sis. 
That's not a one night stand. That's a that's an out that's an outlier of the situation. That's an outlier. It. Don't try to make this all technical and all. You, uh, yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> I'm just saying though. That's not a one night stand. So 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 what I'm saying is, you, if if sisters really want the relationship or whatever, you gotta you 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 gotta you gotta wait. You, like you you gotta you gotta make the nigga wait. Cause see, this is this is what I understand. It's the reason why we talk about the, the the most important. The first impression is the most important. So when you when you first meet when you first meeting each other, you're not seeing the real person. You're you're seeing the best representation of that person. See, and this is why. 30, 40, 50 years ago, they would, they, they, they would take their time. They would wait. They would wait. They would get to know each other. But that's not the standard in today's society. The standard in today's society is casual dating in the interest of casual sex. And when you do that, you're running the risk of having casual consequences. That's, this is, that's just what it is. I, well, you know what? I'm just going to have to three, disagree with that because I've been in situations okay. where I made them wait for three years. So all I'm trying to say, y'all really don't get it until <laughs> Wait, wait, MJ, you say you, you're in a relationship, you wait for what? How long again? Three years. Hey, can I get in here at some point, oh, K.O.? Wait, no, you cannot get. Wait one second, MJ. I mean, so, well, I was trying to tell Amir, when I was coming up, I made guys wait for three years. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. I'm, it, again, that's a, again, that's still, a, that's still, that's still an outlier. Again, that's still an outlier. So, so if you, so you mean, so you telling me that you made this guy wait for three years, and he, he was the perfect guy. And as soon as you gave him the ass, he went left. Or were, or, 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 were, or were there red flags that you just ignored because you liked them or whatever? Let me say this. Let me say this. I never think anyone is the perfect guy. You, you understand what I'm saying? If I'm attracted to him, he's attracted to me. The conversation is great. There's a good chemistry, compatibility, all that great stuff. We see what it do. If it don't, I bounce. I never in my life stay in a position where a man didn't want me. If he didn't want to be bothered, I, m- I move on. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I, that's just me. I've never tripped off of guys like that. If they don't want to be bothered, I go. If the relationship isn't working, I end it. I don't stay in, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to, listen, I'm not going to compete with anyone. If I'm not that, that special one, if I'm not that one, Please, by all means, find that young lady that fits all the qualities or possesses all the qualities you're looking for in a female. Because a lot of sometimes men can't, don't like the fact I don't have kids. They don't like my independence. A lot of people got a problem with it. I can't worry about that. I know I'm a good person. I know I got a good heart. So, so but I'm saying, but you, but you, you the one brought, you the one raised that situation. Like he was, he was a messed up guy. I mean, if the relationship didn't work for other reasons, well, it just didn't work for other reasons. That's not what we're talking about here. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying, and I did it in. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. I just think every female situation is different. That's all I'm saying. And you guys, and you keep saying that maybe this was irritating me because you keep talking about choose better, choose better. Yes, choose better. What's better out here? What the fuck is better? You, you got to choose better. I mean, I don't know what the dating criteria is, but but it's obvious what it's obvious what whatever dating criteria sisters are using, it, it, it's it, it's a problem because y'all the ones who complaining about the results, not me. So uh, it's not it's not it's not unreasonable for me to tell for, to tell a woman choose better when she's complaining about her dating choices. That's I, I, to me that's just, that's just logical. Well, I'm not. 
complaining, but I well, I mean, I'm talking about I'm saying sisters in general. They they complain about uh, they they're, they're complaining about the men that they're sleeping with. So why? I mean, because you know what well, maybe they're complaining because they will hope. You always have hope and want somebody to have your best interest. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like y'all condemn women for liking a guy, and then when he do her over or mess her over, you I mean, she gets attacked. Well, she was better. Well, shit, I thought I had better. And then men well, all this stuff at us. And then when we do it, oh, be a ride or die chick. Then a sister is going to go out there and be a ride or die. That don't work. Let me tell, let, let me tell you. Yeah, let me tell you. That's a, that, see, when, 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 the moment a guy starts talking about, maybe I need to do a video, a, a video for red flags for these for sisters. Because yeah, the moment this nigga starts talking about ride or die, that lets you know he's, he's, one of the, he's weak. He's a weak man. You know what I'm saying? He's a weak man because no no real man is going to be asking a woman to sacrifice her life to be with him. This is a this is a weak male, and and you do have you have a lot of males who that's that like that's a part of a part of our a part of our culture a part a part of black culture unfortunately, especially in, in like we do push those things on women. I don't. I say the opposite, and because I say the opposite, the, the men call me a simp, and the women call me misogynistic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, I'm the I'm the only misogynistic simp on the planet from 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 these individuals' perspective. And what that really lets me know is is that you have individuals who 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 want to continue engaging their behavior because it's pleasurable, but they don't want to take a, accountability for the consequences. Like I, to me, that's what it that that's what a lot of, a lot of it looks and it looks and sounds like. But I agree with you. If a man talking about being you, he need a ride or die, you need to you need to leave him right where he at. That means he's weak. No, what I'm just saying is, all I'm just saying is, is that a lot of men are famous for throwing out standards, you know, what they're looking for a woman. And that woman's going to try to fit that standard. And then when she tries to fit that standard, then, you know, I want a sister with natural hair. Oh, great. I've got natural hair. You know, I was perm first, but I'll go natural because I'm digging okay. Then she go natural, then, you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm just so sick of all these what you need to do to get this type of guy, and then it, sometimes it just don't work out, and guys always talking. I don't know. Y- y'all are insane. Not you, Amiri, but I'm just saying men are insane. I'm just, oh. No, man. With, with simple, um, MJ, it's like, you know, you have to sit there, you know. It's, nothing's going to be easy just like, you know, you just pick the right one or you had to go for a couple of them. It's work. And the best way to determine if you got – that actual one that you can rock with is how much one he's going to put in work in this relationship. If he's not putting the same amount as you put in a relationship, that shows where, where it stands and you need to move on. So that's simple as that. Now, MJ, I got more people online. You can stay online. Okay. Open I'm going to painting, but thanks, Gary, and, and thanks, Gary. Yep, respect. Okay. Number four, I open your line. Who's this? What's going on, Gary? Right. Mama's boy. Yeah, 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 but uh, no, I, I, I just you gotta have if you're gonna it, this this is just my perspective. 
But if you're going to tell anybody, any human being, a direction, you got to do it with both perspectives. You have to. Or you giving somebody biased fucking advice. If you don't take on both perspectives in your decision-making to tell somebody a direction to go in, you're leading them in the wrong direction. So my my perspective is there's no way a guy can have a female perspective so he can weigh both to tell a female what she should do. Now, a guy can do that for a guy because he's got a mind, and he knows that man can't be no woman either. So he can tell him, hey, y'all, we do the same shit. Yeah, we stand up when we use the restroom, all that kind of shit. We have a lot of similarities. So you might understand. You might not agree, but you'll understand because you're a guy. But to go to, for a guy to go to a different gender who there's no way in hell I can identify with that gender. I can't. I can't. I don't start menstruating at 10. I don't. I don't have to deal with the first day of finding out you menstruating and you get embarrassed at school. I can't live that life. I can't go through that fucking thought process that will cause me to pick the type of guy I pick because it all weighs into somebody growing up, what they deal with, experiences, lies, and bullshit leads them to pick a dude. And you can't motherfucking, not, no, not one guy can motherfucking identify with that. Okay, so I don't even understand the aspect of trying to tell someone of a different gender what they should do. You could tell someone of a gender what you would accept, and then they make the decision. But to try to direct them, and tell them how to make the choice when you don't know how to tell them to make the choice, it sounds a, a tad bit, it's a little tough for the person that you're imposing this upon. They really don't have a direction to go in because you didn't give them a, 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 a clear answer. That's my thought process. So I think if you're going to go and issue any direction to a child, a grown-up, a man, a woman, if you do not take on all perspectives before you issue that directive, you are failing them. Peace, family. All right, respect, my boy. Thank you. Um, Mary, is there? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me respond to that. that. There was some truth in that, but I think overall um, he's making it more complicated than what it is. This is all about socialization. And if you want to know how these, how these girls are being socialized, all you have to do is look at the societal cues, the, the cues that come from society. When, when, the, when the song is with, with g Easy and Nicki Minaj, fuck them and I get some money, fuck them and I get some money, it's not hard for me to understand what the, what the young girls are going to be doing. You see what I'm saying? Stop making this shit complicated. See, and what it is, then MJ went, went back in the chat room talking about that was old-fashioned. Yeah, that, see, they, the, the old-fashioned people, they, they didn't have it wrong. They knew, see, your grandmother and them didn't have this problem. See, they weren't sitting there complaining about the men they chose because they did things the right way. You've been sold this, these, these, these new-age modern, modern tropes, and it's not working for you, honey. And that's what I and see. What it is, like I said, these women they don't they don't want to have to live up to those old fashioned stipulations while they try and pretend like that's how they're being socialized when they're not being socialized like that. 
they're being so they're, these women they are being are being socialized to behave like men have traditionally behaved sexually when you can't do that see you see you you can't do that you can't operate the way a man is the way men have traditionally operated when it comes to the sexual politics and then want to talk about you're the prize and this is what you have a lot of women doing see like when, like when the sister came on, she's talking about teach these young boys how to treat women. Well, are you going to treat your daughters how, how to, number one, how to pick men and then treat men? See? So you want to have it, this situation where all the value is placed, is, is placed on you as, a, as just because you're a woman when a lot of these sisters not even living up to those traditional values of what womanhood meant and typified in American society. See, they, see that's what I'm saying. These women want it both ways. And then this is what you have. You have, and this is why, I, like, I said this, competing interests exist over competing privileges. Privilege is not monopolized in a society. Privilege is omnipresent and omnidirectional. See, and so what you have is you have men who want a double standard and you have women who want a double standard. This is, this is basically the basis of this whole gender war. And these Negroes with their dysfunctional bullshit. And then, they, then that, that time Taz got, got, got mad when I, t- when I said on another panel, I'm, I'm telling my kids, my sons, don't deal with these American black women. They want to get mad. You see what I'm saying? Well, I don't care if you get mad. See, because when I had, when I had my, my, my children, I wasn't thinking, good, he, my, my son Elijah can be, the stepdaddy, can be the stepdaddy to Shaniqua with her four fucking kids from four different men. You see what I'm saying? I wasn't thinking that. And when I had my baby girl, Zayana, I wasn't thinking, good, my baby girl, Zayana, she can be the ride or die chick for little Don Quarius. Fuck out of here, man. These niggas need to get their shit together. Then they want to get mad, and they don't care if you get mad. Do shit the right fucking way and do what works. See, like I said, my politics is pro-power. And anything and any action that is not in the acquisition and maintenance of power is a non-starter. It's not complicated on what you need to do. You want, but what it is, you want your pleasure, and you want, and, and, and you don't want the consequences that come with it, because these Negroes are Americanized. The bottom line is, uh, much of what we talk about in the sphere of Black YouTube and this gender war and all this stuff is is first world problems, first nation problems. So the American Negro suffers from affluenza. Suffers from affluenza. Like if you listen to how these Negroes talk, how they, their conceptualizations about gender, what it what it really conveys and indicates is that. Uh, black, black people have not had have not had the duty and the responsibility of legislating power. See, they haven't had that, so they don't even understand what it is to govern a society. That's why I said, can you imagine these these, these Negroes today? If they if there was a black nation, that shit would be the most rearward uh, nation on the planet. There would be no rule of law. Women would be relegated as second class citizens. Anytime Pookie and Ray Ray did something, they had no fucking business. They 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 get a goddamn uh they get a, a record deal because nobody want to see these niggas go to jail when they do shit. They ain't got no fucking business. You see what I'm saying? So 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 what it what it shows is they haven't had to govern anything. And and nearly Fuller talks about this. The black man and the black woman in America in 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 the system of white supremacy. These are children, and this is how these niggas operate. This is how they operate, man. It's, it's, this is this is not complicated. You see what I'm saying? You make it complicated when you don't want to do what needs to be done because the moral, the moral, ethical compass of the American Negro is toilet water. So, so they can't even negotiate. They can't negotiate. 
the American apparatus to, to navigate themselves to anything akin to liberation, but always talking about liberation and revolution. These things exist as a platitude in these, in these niggas' lexicon. They, they'd be damned if they know what it looked like when they achieved it. So they don't, they, they don't know what they, they just, they just throwing words out there. They don't even know what it means, what it looks like, what it, what, what, what it is. Revolution. We need revolution. Liberation for my people. You see what I'm saying? But have no idea what that really looks like or what that really means. Y'all asses down. I'm tired of niggas. All right. Let me open the next slide. Two lines. Hold up. Got it. He's going to let me up in there. Uh, uh, my, my name is Big J. Dropping off. Pick up open line. Who's this? Uh, Big J. Stay right there. Open the line. Who's this? Who's this? Hello? Yes, who's this? This is Sarge. Stay right there, Sarge. Open one more line. I open that line. Who's this? Yes, yeah, sir. All right. Um, Jay, you there? Sometimes people get into a intimate relationship, you know, early, whether it be a month or months. Uh, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, people get married. People get divorced. It it, it varies, man. Um, you know, you you could give advice. You know that that's the main. You you can you know that everybody has the right and also you know to give an advice and say you know oh well it should be done this way. But ultimately the people are going to come out the way they are. Like, you could raise a child to be a certain way, and it might not come out that way. Like, the brother said that, he said, uh, you know, that the people are giving him slack uh, for saying not to marry an uh, African-American woman, right, or American woman. But um, at the end of the day, you could tell them don't do that, and they might not listen to you, you know, because they're going to have their own decisions and stuff. So, I mean, the only thing, the best thing that we can all do is try to give advice and, you know, but everybody's going to live their own life ultimately and they got to deal with the consequences. And one last thing, when you said that uh, our grandparents wasn't dealing with that, our grandparents were dealing with that. It might not be on the scale that you now, you know, um, or, or, or at least um, as public as it is now with, with right. everything, with the Internet and shit like right. that. But, you know, we had grandparents that, you know, had families, uh, you know, more than the, the, you know, their own one family. Then they end up, you know, with another woman. Uh, and you also have families that, yeah, grandparents that were there and they had many kids. That was another thing they talked about, you know, all these uh, women having children. Now, grandparents, great-grandparents was having five and better, you know, and, and, and that's just the way it was. Um so I think that things always, uh, you know, come 360 degrees. Some of the shit that, that we say is not happening or wasn't happening back then has happened. I think it's more public. And, yeah, you might have a, a more influence, but at the end of the day, people are going to do what they're going to do. So I'll leave it there. 
Okay. Let me open one more line. I don't know if this is Rick. Rick? Well, open your line. Um, who else wants to speak? Uh, I would. You know, you know, your, your idea. Hey, can y'all hear me now? Come on, Rick. Get the yeah, hell out of the way. Get the hell out of the way, Rick. <laughs> Rick hit you with that delay, man. Now, hold on. Now, now you, 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 your, your, your worldview is very, uh, let's say, archaic. And your worldview is very, let's just say, um, misguided. Because you, because you act like that the family structure was all good and decent during the times of our grandparents. And that's why last week, I told you a very last, last week, that do you know any 80-year-olds or 90-year-olds? You said no. So because cause if you did Amiri, you would they would have told you how fucked shit things up was back then. You know, you got you got you got you got uh one man having two free families across county lines. You have and you have that black church abusing people. And yeah, and, and, and let's go back to that, Amiri. Because, like, because like, you went in and you shot. Make, 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 make it quick, Big J. Make it quick. My patience is low tonight, brother. Make it quick. I'm really trying to make it quick to destroy your falsehoods. Hurry up. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Make it quick. Don't do that. I'm going to tell like how it is. I'm going to tell how it will. See, you won't do that to JNYC, but you did it to me because you're scared of what I'm about to tell you. Because I know you, Mary. I know you for over a year, Mary. I know you for over for over oh, eighteen months. See, you scared, you're scared of what, what I'm about, about to tell you. Now, Hurry the up, thing Mary, no, the thing is, Mary, you took you took one book and you run with it. And, and if you actually understand how culture was back then, back then, that was based upon necessity, not not you know, it was based upon necessity needs. So that's something what you don't seem seem to grasp on. And, and also, I'm gonna say this, say this, say this too. While we have this conversation, you need to, you need to start doing some more research before you coming online and saying things that you you've been saying because you only know half half of the story. You know, you, you don't even have, you don't, don't know know the whole story. So Are you my suggestion to you, no, 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 don't do that. My suggestion. Nigga, I'm a grown ass man. Me, me, you, me, you are about about, about the same age, Mary. Do not. Tell, I'm a grown ass man. You don't tell me. Tell me what to do. I tell you what to do. Hurry you don't tell up, me what man. to do. All right. You wasting time. You wasting time. Man, man. Hurry up. All oh, right. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Uh. Okay. Okay. I do it. Uh. uh Mary. Um. Mm. You need to grow up and stop acting like a petulant child. On YouTube, with these facts, with, with the with these redundant facts that does not fit the 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 actual reality of what had happened. What you need to do is sit there and suck my dick. You need to sit there and suck the shaft, the vein, and, and the head. And you, and you... All right. What type, uh, okay, okay. Uh, all right, hold on. Let me let me let me destroy Big J. See, and and Damn, and what what what, 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 what? 
what, 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 a lot, what a lot of these guys gonna gonna realize if in, 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 in real debates y'all ass is food. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give these Negroes a source. The name of this book is called Bound and Wedlock. Slaves and Free Black Marriage in the 19th Century by author Tira W. Hunter. Read that and then get back to me, nigga. Um, can you tell now, me something about the author? Ho, ho, hold on, hold on. Can you, can you tell now, me now, something hold on, about hold, the author? Hold, hold on, hold on. Um, well, then, Big J, you, you put Big, the information out Big there. Big J, asking you a I'm, addressing, I'm, addressing you, I'm addressing Big J. I don't want to lose my train of thought. Okay. Big Big J mentioned uh, talking about my my view is archaic. Well, it's the reason why we the marriage rate back then was was the reverse of what it is today. Like I, I understand, I know these niggas gonna view my worldview as archaic. I know that, but I, I, the reason why my worldview is, is what it is because I know that's what works. Now, no one ever excluded human behavior or the possibilities for infidelity or a lot of the things we see now. The point is those, it, those things were not as prevalent then as it is now. That's why you're calling my view archaic. So, for example, we know what the murder rates are today. But back then, the murder rates weren't that. It doesn't mean murder didn't exist. It just wasn't at the levels it's at now. Same thing with the STDs. Same thing with these single mothers. So all these pathologies that everybody talks about, they claim they want, they, they want to fix and they, and, and they, want, to, they want to get rid of, we know what the answers are. Like I said, the moral ethical compass of these Negroes is in the toilet because these Negroes are Americanized and they suffer from affluenza. That's just, that's just what it is. Now, as far as the, the author, Tira W. Hunter, she's a historian. She's a historian. So get that book, read that book, and tell me what you think about it. Can you spell her name? Sure. It's T-E-R-A-W Hunter. Can I get my little synopsis out right quick? It ain't going to be real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I've been listening. I've been listening on a lot of different channels about this spooky Ray Ray, this what I've come up with is this ain't got nothing to do with This whole argument is nothing but jealousy. Niggas mad because got That's what it's about. Can't even listen, Rick. I mean, shit, it's PRS, man. Look up PRS. That's all it is. Because if you care about a black community, you wouldn't worry about the kids. You'd just go ahead and raise the kid or help with the kids. It just and, and every time you, if you listen, every time they talk about the woman who she gave it to, they say you should have did better. Pookie Ray Ray. It's always somebody, you know what I'm saying, they don't know or that this dude or that dude, so ain't nothing but some jealousy, man. They bag up, they didn't get the pussy, and I'm stupid. Tommy Davidson ain't listening to you. Well, that's what it is. Any, anytime, any, anytime one of you clowns want to come on my channel and have, a, and have a nice civil debate and get this work, let me know. That's all you got to do. See, I, 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 don't, I, don't have, I don't have to depend on the white man laws to have a family like a lot of these kings I know. Why they sitting here pretending like they want to do what's right, making excuses, and just like to really and say nesting like a bunch of women. Well, I think I think a lot of your uh, argument is based off a of patriarchal uh, setup, so it's flawed from the beginning. 
Well, no, well, no it's, it's not flawed in the beginning because we live in we live in a, we live in a patriarchal world, and and see, common sense would dictate that our women should want to be under a black patriarchy because since it's a patriarchal world, if you're not if you're not under the patriarchy of your men, you're going to be under the patriarchy of another group of men. So come up with a better talking point. Come up with a better talking point, son. Come up with a better talking point. It's a man. It's, it's a man. It's a man's world. Is it not? Is, is, is it not? Is it? Is it not a man's world? see what it is. Hold on a he, he don't want to listen to me. He won't let what, me what? speak. You well, gotta let me speak if you're gonna ask me uh, a well, question. Hold on, because you don't want brought up Patriarchy. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, brother. Wait a minute. Yes, you did. You just asked me that question. Is it a man's a world? Question, brother. Is it a man's world? It's not. It, oh, so it's not a man's world. No. Okay, so Asia isn't dominated by men. Do you have a belly button? Oh, no. Let me ask you a question. Is Asia dominated by men? Yes or no? Do you have a belly button? Ask, answer the question. Is Asia dominated by men? Yes or no? I'm not talking about Asia. Wait, wait, you said, you said, you said, hold on, hold on, because you mentioned patriarchy. Well, we, we know that patriarchy is the, is, is the paradigm on the planet. Patriarchy isn't just in America. So is Asia dominated by men, yes or no? But if you're going to ask me a question like that, then I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you have a belly button? I know you That's think irrelevant. you're smarter than not, me. We're, you don't we're like not niggas. talking about. You we're don't not like talking, niggas, so remember we're not that. Talking about, hold on, brother. We're not talking about anatomy. We're talking about social systems. Man, whatever, nigga. Hold on, hold on. Let me, finish. Let me finish. 
Let me yeah, I let yeah, you talk. Whatever, I let yeah, you, prove I let it, you prove talk. It. I, I'm about prove to prove it. it. If you be quiet, I'm about to prove it because patriarchy is, is synonymous with fatherhood. And what you just inaccurately described as a matriarchy in Africa was actually matrifocal and matrilineal tribal setups that did not preclude patriarchy. They just didn't have a term for it to call it patriarchy. So when we talk about patriarchy, we're talking about a European conceptualization of male domination. That's it. So just because those tribes were matrilineal and matriarchal doesn't preclude male domination because females cannot operate and survive in an environment if men aren't doing what they're supposed to do. And when men do what they're supposed to do, that space is going to automatically be male dominated because men oppose environment. So you're, so what you're saying is inaccurate. Period. Has nothing to do with religion. You this didn't is prove it was this, inaccurate. This, this, this is, this is anthropological, brother. Lot, brother. This is anthropological, brother. You didn't did, prove it. You, you even used the did word matrilineal. Okay, so well, let me, let me get it. Let me, society, and it no, 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 listen, no, listen, no, listen, brother. Listen, listen, listen. But listen, you can't even get into, listen. you can't even get into 2,000 years of patriarchal thinking, and the shit is about to fall a fucking part, bro. Come on, dog. You know better listen, than that. Li- listen, you know listen, than listen. That. Um, when you, you know better you, than you, that. No, and, and that's the on, reason why your finish. argument don't let, work let on me, everybody because let, let me finish. you're speaking let, from let a patriarchal sense, and when you start speaking from a matriarchal sense, you don't even know it doesn't even it doesn't match. You don't, it doesn't you don't even, even know, work. You don't, you, let me tell you, you can't something. even argue for a woman because let, let, you think it's from a Christian standard. You do know no, that, I, though, right? I, I, didn't miss, I didn't mention Christianity. You this has nothing to do with it. Has, okay, well, let me ask the you something. Okay, 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 hold on. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Let me let me ask you something. You're religious. The okay, okay, well, let me do that. You're okay, religious, bro. Okay, well, okay, well, let me ask you something. But I'm Is just the w- a nigga off the let, street, okay. though. Hold, hold on. You think you're making sense, but you're not. If you be quiet, let me ask you a you're question. You're stumbling. Okay, okay. Yeah, because you won't let me talk. Let me ask. I'm going to ask you one very simple question, and it just requires a simple answer. Well, you w- think it does. Okay, okay, okay hold on. know how you think okay, now. Okay, okay, hold on. The WNBA. The WNBA is what? What is it? What is the, the the Women's National Basketball Association? Is that is that not a matriarchy? Well, you said WNBA. Uh-huh. WNBA is that not a matriarchy? But then you said Women's National this Basketball answer, Association. This, this I mean, you don't confuse me with that. This just answer the question. If you're confused by that, then you, you don't. We don't. We don't need to be having this discussion because you ain't ready. But if you're talking about the Women's Basketball League, it's a it's actually ran by a patriarch. <laughs> So exactly, it's actually exactly, a exactly, exactly. I know from the rhetoric you, you right on who the fuck I am. I, I, 
I know from the rhetoric. I know from the rhetoric. And I'm being I know nice, bro. I know from the okay, rhetoric. You, so don't even, nice so you don't even know my rhetoric. I know from you the don't rhetoric. You understand what you listen I know, to. I know. I know. I know you from know, the rhetoric. You're confused. You. I you, know from you, the rhetoric. You're you going off. You're going off of what you think, bro. You going yeah, off okay. what you think. You don't okay. even know. And you can't right. admit that you don't know. Okay, you just want right. to keep trying to throw shit into the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah, Stop, okay. my brother. Stop. I, 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 just cut that I deal, out. I deal with Taz all the time. I know y'all do that, man. We ain't got to do that, man. Testosterone shit. Let's just have a discussion to do about this topic, man. It ain't got nothing to do with that. You won't even. So just you leave, even, them, leave them funny words you won't even let me talk. Because I ain't even went there with you. I'm just speaking. You okay. you just not you you're not that intelligent, my my dude. Uh, and, well, I, and, see, I that, and I say that and I say that respectfully. You call you calling for me to strip you naked out here like the butt naked ass I, slave do masters it. little pet that you are. Do it. You, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. You want them highly educated, I think I'm better than street niggas niggas, ain't you? Bitch nigga. Whole nigga. And I, I think, I think I'm better. Because you can't walk the streets. That's I why think, you jealous I think, of niggas I, like me. I think, you can't I think walk I'm the streets. I you think I'm better than. Man, this nigga don't disrespect me like that when I've been respectful. What, you going to go grab your gun? No, I'm talking about your whole ass. And I'm talking about the way you walk. Walk around you, with a leash you around gonna, your neck. You gonna, you gonna go grab your, you gonna you go grab your gun? Bitch ass, you gonna go grab your you gun? Bitch. You're gonna, 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 gonna go grab your gun? I'm gonna grab your throat with these words, you bitch on, nigga. You, you gonna listen, find the crapper and spit that shit to him. You, you, you gonna go to the white man's woman. What you trying to tell the black woman? Because you don't need to hear your rhetoric, your whole ass rhetoric. How many kids you got in the wedlock? Because you can't stand up and be a man. How many kids you got? You don't understand that the black woman got us through everything since we've been over you here. Everything. You didn't understand you that everything. when the white she man was sticking his dick in your ass and buck breaking your you bitch ass, got, you, got, you, you, you showed the black woman to back you up then, didn't you? I your whole ass nigga. I compete. You fake-ass nigga. You I probably was one of them bitch-ass niggas let me tell you selling something. us to the cracker. Let me, you let me tell selling you something. us to the cracker. That's why you think you could tell the black woman what to let do. Because you were selling her to the cracker, you fake me, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. You ain't trying to start your revolution, nigga. You a fake-ass nigga. The white man sent you over here. The white man sent you over here, you fake nigga. Define revolution. You fake-ass nigga. Okay, hold, hold on. Nigga, define um, your bitch me, That's what te, you define. Te, te, define tell why me, you so bitch. Tell me what the revolution you, look like. What white man fuck That's all I need you to do. Ass, nigga. Fake nigga. <laughs> all right. That's all I need you to do. That's all I need you to do. You're so, you're so mad. man and scary. You down, bitch that credit score, that uh, credit score triple zero, though. Uh, I'm married. I'm married. Um, this is what I'm going to do. Because uh, this is getting a little hectic and, you know. Now, don't, now hold on, 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 Cass. Let me, let, cause let me, let me address these clowns. See, the, the, those Negroes like that. These are the, these are the men that operate in these communities, turning, turning them into, into dumpster fires. Then they want to tell everybody, we got to do this for the community. We got to do that for the community. What these dudes want, they want the women to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's why they're talking that matriarchal, fake, pro-black conscious bullshit. The nigga don't know what he's talking about. He doesn't understand the definition of a matriarchal. He's sitting here conflating matrilineal and matrifocal with matriarchy when matrilineal denotes 
and connotates something that's not a hierarchy. That's why it's matrilineal, meaning it's horizontal. Hierarchies are vertical. So his entire his, his entire thesis and premise is toilet water. He don't. This is niggas tossing words out there with that that fake hotep shit. And then these be the same types of men creating single mothers, creating broken homes, doing shit in the street, fucking up the community, getting little kids shot, turning the community into a dumpster fire. Didn't want to blame it all on the white man and don't want to take accountability as men. These Negroes are weak. And then what? happen these same silly ass women will validate a nigga like that and then say what and, and then use this negro's weakness and dysfunction to disqualify someone like me who is the antithesis of every problem uh, of every negro they complain about that's causing these problems so fuck right, these every, niggas everybody, they everybody knows my story on this line everybody knows my story on this line and everything you said don't match bro everybody they're, they're knows weak. my story on this they're, line you, bro. you weak man you, you so need to go read some out the side of your put that, ass right put, now put that put that fake ho- put go that ahead, fake ho- go ahead, shit chaos, down dog. if you can if you can if you can if you can behind him yeah go ahead i'm gonna end tonight's session and we're gonna open the next session I think everybody was calling. See, he, he don't, he don't, he don't want me telling these women. Oh, see, men, men, hold, hold on, hold on. Men like, men like that, they get pissed off when you, when you, when you tell, when you, when you tell these women choose better. Because if these women choose better, they ain't choosing them. Because these niggas, these niggas are the problem. They're part of the problem. So they don't want the, the women choosing better. They want, they want, they want, they, they want the women sexually validating them with their weak asses. Y'all, y'all weak as hell. Nobody, nobody, nobody scared of y'all street dudes. Y'all. Tommy Davidson, they want to talk to you, man. Uh-huh. Oh, guys, I got this. Um, thank everybody for listening to tonight's session. Um, tune in for the next broadcast. Um, Thanks, next, Chaos. We'll, we'll, we'll continue next time. See you later. Take care. Good night. Comment, subscribe, and like the video. And to ask questions or, or leave comments or any ideas, find me on Twitter, ChaosRain7. Thank you for listening. Jesus Christ is here. Introducing the Jesus Christ action figure with walk-on-water action. Fuck Jesus. Fuck Jesus. Fuck Jesus. Jesus. Those of you who continue to hold on to Jesus or Yeshua, a fictional cartoon character who never existed, felt fear in your heart and spine when you heard, fuck Jesus. This shows the depth of your enslavement. An English word attached to a fictional character struck fear inside of you. You still have a deeply seated insane endearment to a fake God make-believe cartoon character that was manufactured by the whites and their offspring, our enemy. A character that was and is designed by our enemy to control our spirit, our very thinking, our intentions, and our actions. Obviously based on your automatic negative and cowardly reaction, your spirit continues to be controlled, to be dominated by the whites and their offspring to the point that your physiological processes are affected. Your heart sunk and fluttered because of your insane belief in this fake character I cursed. Some of you who claim to be black nationalists and revolutionaries were scared when you heard, fuck Jesus, fuck Yeshua, 
You claim to have rejected this fictional character in public, but inside you shake and shiver at the thought of this character being cursed. You still fear this cartoon character. Some of you are foolishly offended. Would you be offended if I said fuck Santa Claus, fuck the Tooth Fairy? No, because you don't believe in Santa Claus or the Tooth Fairy, but you believe in the make-believe character Jesus. A character that is just as fake and absolutely no different than Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. Some of you foolishly believe that it is disrespectful to curse a make-believe character. You're hurt. You're dismayed. You're in pain. Wake up. Stop being goddess-damned and goddamned willing slaves. Unconsciously perpetuating your own spiritual and cultural enslavement. Jesus never existed. Yeshua never existed. Esau never existed. Yeshua ben Pandera never existed. The mention of the name Jesus or Yeshua or Esau as though this character is real is what should make every Afura Kani Afurai Kaitni individual feel disrespected. Jesus, Yeshua or Esau are not real. These creatures are the result of the Achiwadye Fork. The whites and their offspring, spirits of disorder, taking perverted fragments, perverted fragments of writings and practices from Afura Kanu, Afurai Kaitnu, in ancient Knesset and Kemet, ancient Nubia and Egypt, and applying these perverted fragments of our culture to sculptures of white males. These white male sculptures were then presented to us as symbols of God. When some of us rejected the white male statues of this fake god, black and brown statues were made of this fake god. Yet even though the black and brown statues were made of the fake god, they were and are still statues of a fake god. Those of you who believe that Jesus or Yeshua was black are equally as insane as those who believe this character was white. You are just as foolish as one who would reject the personhood and idea of Santa Claus, yet who would embrace Santa Claus as real as soon as white people, white people, manufactured a black Santa Claus statue. The time has come for you to take responsibility for yourselves as adults and stop behaving as gullible children. Study your ancestral culture and embrace no quade, embrace truth and reject the lies. Allah, fuck Muhammad, fuck Bilal, none of these characters existed, they are fictional, you willing slaves who believe that you are enlightened because you believe in a manufactured Arabian character, a fake Arabian god, and a mythical Ethiopian slave are just as insane and hypocritical as you recognize the so-called black Christians to be, as so-called Muslims. Your spirits are just as enslaved, for you believe in these characters for one reason and one reason alone. White people told you to believe in them, period. You are ready like the willing slaves you are to risk your life and give your life to defend a make-believe Arabian cartoon character called Muhammad, sold to you as a prophet and a make-believe Arab god called Allah who is non-existent pseudo-black nationalists, foolishly calling themselves Moors, Sufis, 
and others claim allegiance to a mythical character named Bilal, not realizing that the white sucks this character into their myth in order to brainwash immature blacks to embrace the fake religion of Islam. Study your ancestral culture and embrace no quality. Embrace truth and reject the lies. Fuck Yahweh. Fuck Jehovah. Fuck Jah. Fuck Moses. Fuck Abraham. Fuck Jacob. All of these characters are fictional. Enslaved Afura Kandu, Afurai Kaiti. Search through pages and pages of perverse writing, believing that they are divinely revealed scriptures in order to establish an identity for yourself that is non-existent. You are not Hebrew. There is no such thing as a Hebrew. There was no such individual as Eber. There was no exodus. You have enshrined within your consciousness the most ridiculous of lies, a cultural identity that never existed. You are so enslaved that you would consider this reality to be blasphemous. You are so blind that you do not realize that it is impossible for a non-existent character and a make-believe God to be blasphemed. Fuck David. Fuck Solomon. Fuck Sheba. Fuck Menelik. These characters are fictional. The Achiwadjiwo, the whites and their offspring, marveled at the fact that enslaved Afurakani, Afuraitaiki people go out of their way to identify with anyone and anything else but Afurakani, Afuraitaiki people. All the Achiwadjiwo need to do is to present you with fictional characters and you will attempt to trace your bloodline back to these fictional characters. Wake up! Would you attempt to trace your bloodline back to Chris Kringle, Santa Claus, Barney, Mickey Mouse? There's no difference.